Hello everyone, welcome to another episode of Cretaceous Campcast. I'm Cretaceous Dave, and I've got a really fun episode for you guys today. So this is something very different than everything else I've done before, and this episode is actually an interview with another Camp Cretaceous fan, and it is so awesome. Today I had the pleasure of sitting down and chatting with Kirosh, and that name probably means nothing to any of you guys, uh, but if you're on Twitter, you probably know him as Yudi the Feathered Tyrant. He comments a lot on my videos. He is a big, big Camp Cretaceous fan, uh, particularly a fan of Ben. And we chat about Camp Cretaceous, about season five, about Dominion. But most importantly, he shares his story with us all about this show and why Ben in particular is very personal to him. And I think it's amazing that someone connects with this character and most importantly wants to share with the entire world you know what this show and this character has done for him and it's incredible it's something I love love to hear and if anyone else out there has any stories they want to share or wants to sit down and chat with me well you could stand I don't care <laughs> wants to chat with me about Camp Cretaceous uh, this this worked out really well, and it was so much fun. And I'll be perfectly honest, it is way easier to talk about Camp Cretaceous with someone else than it is just me spitting something out at you all. Uh, we chatted for well over two hours, and it felt like it was 10 minutes. And I, I think both of us would agree it, th there was nothing awkward, even though we don't technically know each other. It's like we've been friends forever, and it was so easy to chat, and I had such a great time, and I really hope he did. I'm not going to put words in his mouth, but I'm pretty sure he did, and it, it was awesome. So this is a longer episode than you might be used to for the Campcast, but I really do hope you get a chance to listen to the entire thing because, you know, his story is fantastic, and we talk about some, some really fun stuff, and... You know, uh, let's see, let's see. Um, so here you go. Take a listen. Thanks. So, all right. I'm going to get started. And before we get into any Camp Cretaceous stuff, and especially the stuff you really want to talk to, how yeah. about you let people know who you are? Real name and or online name. Whatever you want to do, but your real name is like right there on the screen. So <laughs> Yeah, my real name is right there. Uh, my, my name is Kiarash. Uh, I have been a fan of Jurassic since, I want to say 2004. My dad showed me the first film because I wouldn't shut up about dinosaurs. And that kind of backfired because then I wouldn't shut up about Jurassic Park. <laughs> uh, so in like in a week, we watched the entire first trilogy. And then uh, I had to wait until Jurassic World and stuff came out. Like everyone. Uh Yes, like everyone, during the 14-year-old gap phase. Uh, my name on Twitter is uh, UT Feather Tyrant because Uteranus is the best dinosaur. And uh, <laughs> yeah, that's... And this is my first time doing anything like this, yeah, which is both that's... scary and exciting. <laughs> it's my first time interviewing somebody, so it's okay. We can just <laughs> be really weird and awkward together. It's fine. <laughs> and your English is great, by the way. I know you have very oh, yeah, good thanks. typed English, but you know, very well spoken English as well. 
I've been speaking English since before school. Like our kindergarten was English、oh, language. That's great. That's that's great.、Uh, it's it's awesome. Been meeting so many you know Jurassic and dinosaur fans all over the world. It's it's so cool. It's kind of expanded my own world getting to know you all. So that's really cool. All right. So this podcast is mostly a Camp Cretaceous one.、Um, the name and anybody that's listened or watched before knows that. And you, like myself, are an adult that absolutely loves this show. Primarily for kids. Yeah. Well, I mean, I've got, <laughs> I've got a lot of extra miles on you, but you're an adult. You're、uh. still an adult.、Um, and like me. You've also had, you know, some, you know,、uh, personal whether you want to call them connections or yeah, personal, feelings personal. or whatever about the show. Before we get into that stuff, because I definitely want you to say, you know, why this show is, you know, what it is to you.、Uh, you know, how did you find out, and when did you first start, you know, watching the show? Was it right away, or was it, you know, a little bit later on? I was actually gonna go into that myself.、Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I found out basically when、uh, the first trailer, like the very first trailer for season one, showed up. That's when I learned about it. My first reaction was, "Okay, <laughs> basically, basically, it it kind of reminded me of、uh, Lion King one and a half. If you've seen that, or if anyone、yep. has seen that, you know, like、uh, a different perspective of something that we've already seen, and it wasn't and it." It definitely looks like it was intended for kids. So I was like, okay, cool. I wasn't 100% going to watch it until、uh, this YouTuber I follow for years, Best in Slot. I don't know if you've heard of it or、mm-hmm. he does like Jurassic World stuff, dinosaur stuff, all anything prehistoric. He wanted to do a watch party live stream on his own channel. So I was like, okay, we'll watch it together. You know, whatever it is, if, if it's good, if it's bad, we'll just watch it together, and it'll be an experience. So that's actually how I started watching it, and I'm really grateful that I did because,、uh, if anything, it taught me、uh, not to judge a book by its cover. <laughs> just because it's intended for kids, it doesn't mean it's, you know, it doesn't have anything of value. And by the time we got to like episode four, I was like, I'm really into this. <laughs> and、uh, you know, now four seasons in, we know we're waiting for the fifth season. I honestly think I like this show more than either Jurassic World films. <laughs> I, Maybe I even more than Jurassic really, Park. <laughs> I, I definitely think that, particularly about season three. Season three is probably forever going to、yeah. be put on this. Pedestal for me.、Um, I, I don't know、yeah. if we can see what happens in five, but just because of where five starts, I don't know. But it could, it, it could make up, you know, some ground. I've heard some people say about some kind of trend that you know, season one, everybody loved season one. Season two was more divisive. Then everyone really loved season three. Season four was again divisive. So if the trend holds, people should like people should love season five. <laughs> Un- unfortunately. <laughs> People are going to go into five with this negative attitude because yeah, we know、really、we know where they are and what's happening at yeah, the start、yeah. of the season, and just from you know a fraction of a second in a teaser where a group of humans are using you know video game controllers with three big carnivores, 
it's it's throwing people off, which we don't know what's happening. For all we know, everything just breaks right yeah, it there. It doesn't even control work. them at all. Like, it it could eat all of those humans immediately. <laughs> you know, we don't know what yeah. happens. So we'll see. I wonder we'll if see. they're gonna kill. Like, I wonder if they'll kill Kenji's dad off, or will that be too dark? I don't know. Uh, I really I, hope they kill Cash. I really hope they kill Cash. I, I, I don't know. I mean, we, yeah. I, I was going to get into some of the, the five stuff, but hey, let's talk about it now because we transitioned to that <laughs> anyway. Um, yeah, I never really thought about what humans, I hope, <laughs> might get eaten or killed. Um, the only one I you know, hope it is, is Yeah, it's, it's interesting because I, I think even kids don't like him. Like, my son calls him the mean man, you know? So <laughs> even kids, if, if he gets eaten off screen... You know, the, most of them will probably be fine. You know, it's Kenji's dad. It's that that would be a weird one because it is a kid's parent, even if he is potentially yeah, the most Darius evil person died. in the series. Uh, yeah, Darius is that they technically they kill them off. So yeah, not it's quite the same way, <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> that 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 is true. Um, and it it is that that's a topic that it, it was something you know I've wanted to bring up multiple times. I need to be in the right you know, mindset and emotional place to talk about it. But the show does deal with loss a lot or yes. potential loss, like, you know, thinking Ben was dead or, you know, the, the whole Sammy episode uh, that was those last couple seconds after they gave her yes. the, the antidote, uh, any venom, which whatever it was, uh, you know, where they all thought they were too late and she was dead. Like that was, very very sad like I, I almost cried watching cartoon i knew she wasn't going to die yeah, but in that moment you. i felt with those kids and it's that, that the show really really touches on that a lot for being intended for young kids i mean you mentioned the ben thing and that kind of ties into what i was gonna say anyway but like that fake out death i think the i think the kids react to it better than like zara's actual death in jurassic world <laughs> Yeah, because Zara yeah. just dies in front of these two kids, and they're like, "Whatever." Well, but then when there's a lot going ben... on around them too, <laughs> you know, they're worried about themselves dying. But it's yeah, yeah but then the Ben did handle dies, it better. Yeah, and then there's this one shot which I really do love. Uh, it's Kenji in the background, and his face is just completely lost, and he's like holding on to Ben's. I don't know what you call that. The dork yeah. pouch. <laughs> yeah, the dork pouch. <laughs> which is, what Kenji, which is yeah. what Kenji calls it. He's like holding on to that and he's like, whoa, someone I knew just died. Like this person just died. Yeah. The way he's like desperately trying to cling on to any last memory of Ben is really, for me, it's heartbreaking. He tried to hold on to Bumpy and that failed. So now he's really holding on to this dork pouch. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's uh, like in season like, two, Darius has nightmares about this. Yeah, it's I, I noticed it. It was definitely hard on Darius. You know, he's what, 12, I think. Um, and he had to deal with losing 12. his dad. And then, you know, now he feels responsible, you know, for losing yeah. Ben. So it's that's, yeah, and that's he, hard on a kid. And in the nightmare, he's holding his dad's hand. So like he yeah. thinks he's. Yeah, I, I'm is... honestly hoping we might get a couple more. Darius and his dad scenes in season five, especially if they're bringing you know Brandon in, um, 
you know, maybe we'll get one or two really small flashbacks. It, as long as it fits in the story, obviously, I don't want them to shoehorn in, you know, a kid and his deceased dad just for the sake of making me happy. But, um, <laughs> you know, they, they, they did really good with cutting those clips in relating to what was happening, you know, especially in season one. Um, and you mentioning, you know, season four or season four, episode four of season one was where you're like, oh, yeah, that's OK. I think that might be the consensus for most adults because that's when we see the Even, Indominus. Yeah, when the Indominus gets out. Yeah. Yeah. And, and we know exactly when and where we are in the movie. And it's also the first time you see people get eaten in a cartoon that you're like, oh, OK. <laughs> so I don't know what's it with characters being named Eddie, but everyone named Eddie gets like my favorite death because the Lost World has my favorite death with Eddie Carr and Camp Cretaceous has probably my favorite death when birthday Eddie gets eaten. Yeah. There's something about the fact that you can clearly see the Indominus eating him and it's just obscured by grass. Yeah. I'm kind of surprised they <laughs> you know they actually show the Indominus chewing almost. I I think I read an article where I don't know if it's that particular scene or one of the other ones that after listening to the initial cut, they had to edit it because the sound was too graphic of like yeah, a I human body that. being chewed. <laughs> so like, they're like, no kids are going to watch this. They're going to, you know, get that out of there. We don't, we don't want that, you know, going on, but all way, right, I really want your, I really no, want your kid to react to Eddie Carr's death. <laughs> yeah. We have for some reason. Yeah, I think that's, <laughs> I honestly consider that to be the worst death in the entire franchise probably at, like, least, at least visually <laughs> but it's like dark humor you know this human just gets ripped to shreds but for the actual t-rexes it's kind of a nice moment <laughs> yeah they're just playing a little game yeah <laughs> um so all right we're just like almost everything we'll, we'll, we'll just jump around i'll get to some of the other questions after but because we went back to season one and we started talking about the um you know the the ben stuff at the end why don't you let us all know what's your big story? Why why is this the show for you? And why is Ben the greatest television yeah. character of all time? <laughs> uh, well, we need some a little bit of context first. Uh, basically, uh, as you said, I'm studying pharmacy and like I chose this field myself. It wasn't forced on me or anything, but after like a couple of years, like one or two years, I reached a point where I was like, I'm kind of tired of this. I don't want to, not of the actual, the, not of pharmacy itself, but like tired of studying, sick of studying. Here, here in Iran, in order to like get into a university, you need to pass this like super difficult, super stressful exam that basically everyone has to go through and based on how you perform, how you're ranked, you, uh, you get sent in, you can choose what to study and in which university. So like every kid here grows up worrying about that exam one day, you know, and it's really stressful. And especially that final year, you have like no life other than this one exam. And the problem is what you get taught at school really isn't enough. So you get into private tutors, private classes, you know, testing techniques. And it's like, 
it's like a black market of information and knowledge and all these sort of things. And like during that last year, I I had to like uh, give up so many things that I was doing. I used to animate. I had to you know kill that. I used to take piano classes. I you know kill that. Basically, I had no life for like one year, and it was super stressful. And then after that, you know, on top of this, you know, pharmacy is it's kind of hard, not super hard, but it is a little, it can get a little uh, confusing. So I reached a point where I was like, I don't want to study anymore. <laughs> Basically, I was I was tired of it. And it wasn't an attention problem because I could focus on other things, just not on, you know, university stuff. And it became a circle where I wasn't performing well because I wasn't feeling it and me not performing well meant that I felt it even less. So it kind of spiraled out of control until one day I was like at a super low point. And sometimes when you're at a very low point, you make a decision that like you instantly regret. In my case, it was <laughs> like... Basically, a new term started, and I just did not feel like showing up. I didn't feel like going into, uh, you know, an, a new term. I was like, I'm, I'm not going to do this. I'm sick of this. And I just did not show up. Something that, you know, made it viable, unfortunately, was the fact that this was right when, you know, the plague hit and everywhere started shutting down. So our classes were online which were kind of terrible. <laughs> Online classes here were not very good. So all of this sort of contributed to me just basically giving up and being like, no, I'm not going to go. I'm not going to go to university anymore. I'm not going to do this anymore. From like the next day after I you know, did that, there was a part of my brain that was like, that was so stupid. What do you, why did you do that? You know, fix it. Fix it as soon as you can. You know, just go there, go to your campus and, you know, tell them, you know, I was I was feeling down. I was feeling, you know, I, I, I wasn't feeling this. That's why I didn't show up. But, you know, help me, please. I'm struggling. I knew that's what I had to do. I knew this is the right thing to do. But then there was this other side of me that was kind of ashamed of what I'd done and was scared that, you know, they were going to judge me. So I kept not doing it. I kept not, I, I kept not doing what I had to do. And you can sort of imagine each day it's getting worse because the problem is snowballing. One part of me is like, what are you doing, dude? This is like, this is terrible. Fix this. But then another part of me is like, oh, now I really screwed up. Now I'm... It becomes harder to confront. You know, when you don't confront a problem when you're supposed to confront it, it becomes incredibly hard. So I was in this mental place where I was disappointed in myself for not doing what I had to do, for not being better, for not, you know, being a better version of me. And, you know, that just made me super disappointed. And I kept trying to ignore it. And, you know, but it was always there in like the back of my mind. There was this feeling of you're not doing good. You're not doing great. You're not, 
This is not good. So with this mindset, I'm sitting and, you know, watching this show. And we get to episode seven. There's this, there's, first of all, there's this moment where they're trying to get to the monorail. They're climbing down the stairs. Toro's chasing after them. Yas has twisted her, her, her ankle earlier. So she's, she's lagging behind. Ben is also lagging behind. And, you know, Toro falls. And the resulting tremor basically means that Yas, Yas also falls. There's this moment where Ben turns around, sees Toro, Toro's mouth basically like shutting down inches away from Yasmina. He knows he has to go there and help. And there's like a close-up of his face. He reaches out with his hand for like a brief second, but then he's so terrified that he pulls back. And he's like, I know what I have to do. I just don't have the courage to do it. It's a very small moment. And, you know, because this stuff was like the back in my, in the back of my mind, I was like, okay, this is, you know, somewhat relatable. But then someone somewhat relatable became, you know, like super relatable when later on, you know, Kenji asks him like, dude, why are you here? You know, like you're scared of basically everything. Why are you in a park full of dinosaurs? And for the first time he opens up and it's this is this specific line that where he says i'm sick of running and of uh, uh, holding it, everyone back i just can't do this sorry for the voices yeah. sorry for the voices that really sounded better in my head <laughs> it's fine but like especially when he says i just can't do this it really hit me like a truck like this character is obviously dissatisfied with who he is, but just can't find the courage to, you know, be better. And like, obviously, as I said, I've been a fan of this franchise for a super long time. Obviously, like growing up, Alan Grant was my hero. Like screw Batman, screw Superman. My hero was, you know, the paleontologist from Jurassic Park. I honestly don't think I've ever seen a character in this franchise like represent my struggles in such a obvious way. I've never related to someone in such a personal like yeah I really see what you're I really see what you mean. I might be the only person in the world who knows what you're going through but I know what you're going through. And the fact that this is happening in a animated kids show that I only watched because my favorite YouTuber is doing a live stream. That was like the biggest shock. I wasn't expecting, you know, to be, you know, hit hard by this. So basically he became my favorite character from then, from, then, from episode seven. That's where he became my favorite character. And then in season two, obviously he gets like this entire thing just, dedicated to himself this entire episode and like the man goes through hell and back but he finally finds what he was looking for he finally finds the courage and he he becomes the better person that he wanted to be and you know he beats up a carnotaurus because 
And honestly, when I saw that, I was like, well, if if the character that you related to because you couldn't be better eventually became better, well, maybe that's maybe that's a sign that you know you you need to do your own thing. You need to defeat your own Toro, basically. And I'm not gonna pretend like that was the only inspiration. You know, there was there were other aspects, but that was one inspiration. That one day I was like, you know what? And like, screw this. I'm gonna do what I have to do. So I, you know, I went to my campus and I let them know that, you know, because it was online, they had no idea that I hadn't, you know, applied for for an entire term. And I told them, you know, I was struggling and I'm still struggling. I made this stupid mistake and I couldn't, didn't want to confront it until now because I was sort of really ashamed of it. But, you know, here I am, please help me. And they helped me and it was okay. <laughs> it was perfectly okay. And honestly, when I was, when I finally did it, I really felt like, you know, you know that celebratory moment he has in the in the night with like lightning and everything when it's like, yeah, you're scared of me now. That was kind of how I felt, except I couldn't do that because I was in public and it'd be embarrassing. But <laughs> honestly, that, that scene played in, played in, played in my mind, and I was like, I've I've defeated my own Toro. You know, I've I finally done it. And ever since then, I've. Uh, continue to see myself in this 14-year-old kid who lives in the jungle. (laughs) So the big, big question, when you got home, did you bust through the door and say, I defeated Toro? (laughs) No, I wanted to. I couldn't do it. And honestly, that scene of defeating Toro, I mean, I mean, yes, it's, kind of silly that a 14-year-old is fighting a Carnotaurus with a spear, but I honestly think there's like there's a reason they did it. There's a reason for the metaphor, and that's the idea that this is like the culmination of everything he has been trying to avoid for so long. Every single problem that he's had and he's been trying to avoid for however many years, it's being represented in this one dinosaur that he has to like physically defeat. And I don't think it's a coincidence that it's a Carnotaurus, a dinosaur that has horns and kind of looks like a devil. So it's like he's literally facing facing his demons. Yeah, that, that's a that's a very good point. And uh, you know, I because of how much I like the show, and I've watched it so many times, partly because of my kid, because <laughs> he goes back and watches over and over and over again. But I've also you know, after a couple watches started paying a lot of attention to the kids and their story and then the kind of adult meaning behind a lot of what's going on. And it's great that you were able to pick a lot of that out and especially relate to it and have it inspire you to be, you know, the improved Ben. Because so many people write off silliness and goofiness and like it just happened the other day someone mentioned something about how ridiculous you know ben is as yeah. a character or whatever I mean, you and... know what? <laughs> uh, it is kind of i i think it's an achievement that i've 
every single kid, including one who's a dino nerd, the one that I relate to is the Rumble Wild, the Rumble one who has a pet dinosaur. <laughs> yeah. The fact that they managed to make him relatable to me, I think it's it's a really achievement. It's yeah, it's you know I, I'm wondering, you know, little kids aren't going to pick up on a lot of that stuff, and they're just going to cling on to a particular character for what you know they like. You know, like my son loves absorbing every bit of everything he could about every prehistoric creature ever. So, you know, he's if he had to pick, you know, a character that was him or that he'd want to be, he'd probably be Darius, you know, just just because mm -hmm. of that. I know. Um, yeah. But, you know, it, it's interesting as an adult where you look at, you know, the deeper stuff that's happening and whatever. And, you know, I'm not going to speak for other people you know, in the community and, you know, whatever, or call out names. But, you know, I, I know of at least one person, probably more that, you know, definitely relate to a lot of Darius's, you know, arc, especially, you know, prior to getting to Camp Cretaceous and whatnot. So it's the show definitely has a lot for adults. Uh, you may need to get through some of the goofiness at times yeah. um, because sorry, sorry. I know it's I know it's a Ben thing one of my least favorite moments in the whole show is the slow motion explosion busting out yeah, of the me garage too, me too, in season honestly, two. Me too. And I think what like, killed it was the hand sanitizer part. It was like, come on. For, for me, honestly, the slow motion is what ruins it because I'm like, okay, it's a cartoon, you know, and Ankylosaurus is jumping over an explosion, but you didn't have to focus on it. Yeah. You didn't have to focus on how silly that looks. Yeah. it's. Uh, I'm thinking they probably would have like went back now and be like uh, maybe we should change that a little bit like don't slow motion don't have him do the hand sanitizer as he's yeah, slow motion slow. in the air you know it's it was just a little weird um but you know i could overlook stuff like that because it's a cartoon you know they, they can get away with that now if, if that was in a movie i'd be like okay that'd be super eye roll you know um but you know so <coughs> i made it 30 minutes without coughing, but there we go. <laughs> uh, you know, we'll see. I, I couldn't even hit the mute button in time because I don't even know where it is in this software. This is my first time using it other than testing it yesterday to say, yeah, does it work with the phone? You know, um, at least as, as this side. I, I was on your side of it before during the uh, the Halloween episode of the Dress Park podcast live stream, which is the first time I unveiled my, you know, my Ben get up, but uh, wasn't <laughs> was doing really, that for you today. Really... <laughs> I mean that looks really good, you know. Back in, I I remember that. <laughs> it's it, it's just funny because I was it, actually it really you know funny story. Um, not to take away from you know, any of your stories, just since we're on that, I woke oh, up that sure. day. It was a, it was a really 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 bad and depressing day, and um, I don't know why. It was just one of those days, and I, you know, I, I said to Brad earlier, I'm like, yeah, I don't think you know I'm even gonna watch. You know, everybody's like, hey, take care of yourself, do what you gotta do. And then something happened in like the middle of the day. And I was, I, I came down here and I saw the, the bumpy puppet. Sorry, bumpy. I had to sell you. I didn't have to, but it was the right thing to do. She, she went to a better home. Um, and then I saw that. I was like, you know what? I've got an idea. So I went to the thrift store that's right around the corner and I found a blue dress shirt and, you know, I found that ribbed white undershirt tank top. So I bought one of those. I washed it because I don't know if they washed their clothes. I don't know who wore that thing before. And then for the the shirt, I cut it up, tied it as a headband, and I recorded like a quick three-second thing that I sent to Brad. Me as Ben, hold a bumpy. And I was like, <laughs> Brad, we're in. 
And then he's like, ah, oh, you have to do that. You have to come on now. People are going to go crazy. So um, I don't even know what gave me the idea, but I, I came up with that idea and it, it was a lot of fun. It was nerve wracking because that was like the first time I was doing anything like this, you know, and, you know, I kind of hold, you know, the podcast kind of up on this thing because that was my first introduction to all of everyone you know, as a whole, and even though a lot of people don't always watch it live, you know, it could be 20, 30 or whatever, or, you know, people that are not signed in or lurking, you don't know. Um, but, you know, a lot of people end up rewatching it and stuff like that. So I was like, oh, cool. This is, you know, I'm, I'm an internet superstar now. Speaking of internet <laughs> superstars, you can't see because of the angle, but I'm wearing my Brooklander shirt. Oh, Brooklyn. So, um, yeah, I saw the shirt online. I was like, I have to have that shirt. But how did I get talking about... Honestly- Dressing up as Ben, I don't know. Sorry, my brain works <laughs> in really weird ways. I, I was gonna say honestly, this the kind of uh, funny side, kind of is, is in a weird way. The funny side is kind of why uh, I like that. <laughs> I can see the I, I can see the funny side of you know uh, this fourteen year old wanting to. Uh, Beat a Carnotaurus, or feed people to Moses to the Mosasaurus, yeah. or wanting to electrocute a person. Yeah. Although I do yeah. have like in the, like reasons as to what's going on and why he made those choices. Like in like in season three, when he's like considering staying behind on the island, some people think that's you know strange. You know why would he want to stay behind? Honestly, I I get where he's coming from. Because, you know, for the longest time, he was not happy with who he was. And then he went through hell and back and finally found what he was looking for. You know, it's like a, it's like a journey of self-discovery. And I, I honestly can relate to the idea of when you find, you know, a new side of yourself that you've been sort of searching for. You kind of overcorrect. And you lean into it a little too much. I honestly think that's why he fought Toro head on instead of going around. I honestly think that's why he wants to, you know, murder people. And it's why he was perfectly willing to, you know, hit Hap with the electric thing. Which Kenji encouraged, by the way. So I don't know what that's about. (laughs) That's why he wanted to, you know, electrocute a person. That's why in season three, when he sees the comfort of Kenji's penthouse, he's like, they've all gone soft. Um, so I think it's these are all very deliberate choices, and it's all because he sort of, uh, he feels like he has to o- overcorrect, because if he doesn't, he'll revert back to you know, his old self that he basically hates. That's why he wants to stay behind a new life. Like, this is my home. This is where I'm my best. This is where I'm the best version of me. Until he realizes that, you know, maybe I've gone a bit too hard on the whole jungle kid thing, you know, just because, you know, not being a coward doesn't mean you have to live in the jungle, basically. And I feel a little validated by, you know, one line in season four when Darius is like, you know, you're not Camp Ben, you're not Jungle Ben, you're just Ben, you've finally, you've done it, you found your best self. And that's, you know, another aspect that I can really relate as someone who has had to discover an aspect of himself that I didn't know existed. I did lean into that a bit too, a bit too much. So even some of the more crazy stuff 
I can see why he's doing it, honestly. I can see why he was scared of leaving Nublar. Because the idea of going back to being scared of everything, you know, the idea of losing who he is, you know, losing his sense of his sense of identity, that's that's scarier to him than dinosaurs at this point. Yeah, totally. I don't know if but... I don't know if you had any justification for that as well or this was new. No, this I mean, kind, kind of along the same lines that it's if he physically leaves the island, you know, he's I don't really know what word I want. He's like also spiritually, you know, leaving the island that yeah. he, he's two. Where's my camera? He's two different bends, <laughs> you know, that. Yeah, because as a kid, that's like I know who I am here. And I know who I was there and I don't want to be him anymore, no. you know? So yeah, you know, he's that, that, that probably was going through his mind as a kid. Um, that, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. It's, and these, I mean, these poor kids that, you know, how, whenever they get home that a couple of years later or a year and a half later or whenever they're, like surprise, dinosaurs are everywhere. You know, what's that's gonna be <laughs> that'll be interesting to see. Honestly, that's know. why I want them to like do a follow-up series, you know, after Fallen Kingdom, because I think like this idea is begging to be explored. You know, you have six characters who have spent at the very least six months living with dinosaurs, and now you have a world where everyone is living with dinosaurs. So how do they react to this world? How 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 do they fit in? Yeah, I've I've been thinking about so many different things, you know, about season five. I was doing it before the teaser and then after. You know, I have even more questions and more, you know, places the brain goes. But one of the things I thought would be interesting, we don't know how many episodes there are, so we don't know, you know, that I would like the kids to get home or at least somewhere safe with one or two episodes left that then they can slowly progress. Well, not slowly, if you only have one or two you know, episodes, but they can progress through, you know, the entire time showing like snippets of what's happening that we can also see not just them, but, you know, here is the start of the building, for lack of a better word, building of the Indoraptor and what's mm -hmm. going on, you know, at Lockwood. And then, you know, what's going on if they're going to introduce, you know, Owen and or Claire. I don't know. It would be great if they did. But, you know, what's happening with them? And then, you know, what's going on with the kids? Or do they keep in touch? You know, what's happening? Stuff like that. So I, I would like to see that. I, I don't know if it will happen um, at this point. I have I'm completely clueless other than the craziness that we saw in 30 seconds of clips. But yeah. <laughs> I really do want them to interact with movie characters too. Like this is, yeah. I don't think this will ever happen, but I kind of want Ben and Eric to meet and exchange survival stories. As <laughs> they have that, I mean, that could be a cool thing. That, that would definitely be cool. Um, be like, yeah, well, you know, I, I took a Carnotaurus head on. He's like, yeah, well, I collected T-Rex pee. <laughs> yeah, but I, I don't think he'd be very impressed though. Like you hit in a truck for eight weeks. I had to, yeah. <laughs> I had to fight a Carnotaurus. You think yeah. the Spinosaurus and T-Rex was too much? I dealt with those guys. Indominus Rex, Scorpius Rex, uh, two crazy trophy hunters who wanted to kill us. 
Indian mercenaries and this weirdo company with like robot dogs or <laughs> <laughs> mind control yeah. devices. Yeah. You're basic. <laughs> and then, you know, they get home and if they talk about the Scorpius Rex and all right, we're going all over the place now. So anytime you want to take yourself back to anything you want to talk about, uh-huh. just interrupt sure, me, sure. let me know. But, you know, like we saw that quick USB drive thing in the teaser. Let's just for assume it gets crushed. The kids have no evidence. Who's going to believe there's zero proof of the Scorpius Rex ever existing yeah. now. So they go like, there was the Scorpius Rex. There's this crazy thing and it makes more copies of itself. Like, all right. So and if that's the case, <laughs> nobody's going to believe anything they said. Probably. Yeah, so sure. those might be, you know, outside of Wu, the only six people that know of it because Eddie's dead, you know, uh, but Ronnie's uh, dead. So the, and, and nobody might believe them if they ever talk about it. So I don't know. That's kind of a cool thing to uh, think about that. We're all this way. You know, now we're six years in and we swear there was this really freaky, ugly, <laughs> disgusting thing that had poison yes. quills. True. Yeah. Okay. All right, kids. Yeah. Crazy imagination. It nearly what killed kind... Sammy. It nearly killed one of my friends. <laughs> what kind of rancid berries were you eating there on the island that you're hallucinating? <laughs> yeah. It's just the interactions with, you know, adults and authorities and everything that could possibly happen. Um, yeah. I mean, you mentioned I don't know. the Scorpius. You mentioned the Scorpius, and that's honestly another thing that I uh, I really like about this show is that it it seems to take you know concepts from the movies, and for my taste personally, execute them better. Like the Scorpius Rex is like by far my favorite hybrid because Same. for one, it it looks like a hybrid, you know. It, it looks bizarre. It looks malformed. It looks freaky. You know, that was something I always... I couldn't really get into the Indominus because it was like, that just looks like any other theropod. I don't know if you've seen uh, Ice Age Dawn of the Dinosaurs. Yeah. My first reaction was like, that's Rudy. That's Rudy from yeah. Ice Age 3. <laughs> that, yeah. That's not a hybrid dinosaur. That's just Rudy. My son loves so, Rudy, by the way. <laughs> yeah. Me too. It just as a hybrid is just not really that exciting to, to me personally. The Indoraptor, I I love its design. I just don't think Fallen Kingdom does much with the Indoraptor. So the Scorpius for me has the presence, as in like some of really good scenes. You like that first at that first attack on the camp is like incredibly intense, and I was surprised by how intense that was. And it's got you know the poisonous quills. I think are really really cool the the fact that it can like reproduce we see two of them on screen i think that's that makes it really interesting and much more of a threat to you know the entire ecosystem of nublar because they're like okay one how can one dinosaur kill an entire island but when there's two or you know if it's not stopped three four five you know they really solved that as a dangerous freaky thing that has to be stopped and i particularly love the contrast between the scorpius and like the actual dinosaurs that's that's something i really love about the show i think it sounds pretentious but i think the show gets dinosaurs there's like this 
little moments. For example, uh, there's one where Toro's kind of minding his own business and starts playing with a barrel. And that's, you know, little moments like that. They really go a long way to just showing them as animals and not monsters. Mm-hmm. Or like season two opens with a montage and there's 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 an ankylosaur just scratching itself against an against this jeep overturned jeep little moments like that they really sell these things as animals and not monsters and for me that's like the point of dinosaurs you know i don't care when it comes to this franchise i don't really care about robots or mind control or you know biodomes or anything that you know people don't like about season four i i don't care honestly in case of the Brads, I actually think they're really cool. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the worst thing you can do to me is reduce dinosaurs to monsters. And in a way, I feel like that's what you know, Fallen Kingdom did. You know, that scene with the baryonyx in the bunker, <laughs> that really rubs me the wrong way. The fact that this thing is trying to eat people and there's like, there's, literal, there's a literal fall of lava you know, flooding this bunker. Why are you trying to kill two tiny humans? You know, get away. Yeah, it's, uh, I, I mean, I, I think I mentioned it in my last day. It's it's entirely possible it has this, you know, vendetta against humans now <laughs> that someone shot Grimm, you know, and killed her right in front. And then if if Limbo is taken, which we assume Limbo is taken from what we saw in the teaser, then it's like, okay, you weird looking things you <laughs> killed one of my sisters now you're stealing you're my other the one other, yeah. i hate you i hate whatever you are you know you used to give me food i could find that on my own now so you know I, I i don't know that's that's the only thing i could you know think of as kind of a head justification retcon as to why it oh, hates yeah. people now you know but yeah that's that, that scene is weird and honestly um, that that trio you know chaos Grim and limbo you know, to be entirely to be entirely honest with you, although you probably already know this, you know, if anyone follows me on Twitter, you probably already know this. The Baryonyx, I hate that thing. <laughs> I hate the Jurassic World design for that creature. I just it does nothing for me. So when I say that when Grim gets shot, I was legit sad. That's like the greatest compliment in the world. <laughs> you know, they made me care about Fallen Kingdom Baryonics. That is the greatest achievement in human history. It was because really hard to see because like I, I didn't watch that part of that season by myself and I apologize to everyone. I don't think the mic will pick it up. Both my dogs are screaming upstairs. So if that comes through I, I don't, I don't I hear it for it. sure. So. Oh, okay. Yeah, the, the mic is pretty good about picking up like just right here. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was watching that for the first time with my son. And he loves, you know, Baryonyx. It, he liked Grimm the most because that was the first toy oh. that they released. And like the different oh. look of it and the red around the eyes. And then it gets oh, shot and killed. And like at first he thought like he thought it was a tranquilizer gun because that's what he associates with people shooting dinosaurs. So he's yeah. like, oh, you know, she's sleeping. And I'm watching it going, holy they and they show the body as well. Dinosaur. That's the worst part. Yeah, like they it, show the body, and the others are reacting to it. Like, please wake yeah, up, wake up. And, and like you know, we we get other like them being sibling, you know, moments of like 
curled up sleeping together and stuff like Honestly, that. That's what sells it, you know. Like, and I might it, not, I might not like how this animal looks, but it's an animal, and I respect yeah. that, and I love that. But I, a hundred percent agree that Camp Cretaceous does a good job for the most part. There are instances where you know, where they're not, like you know, when the three of them are chasing them, that entire like garage sequence is just really weird them chase them and like jumping off rocks and stuff like that where you know catch is like they could how do they do that they could do that now um that, that's just the whole they weird feel, thing but they feel if they point out the fact that it's weird it stops being weird <laughs> yeah but yeah, yeah, we for, know it's for weird, the most guys. part it's uh and i think part of it like yes i i i've said it before i'll say it again i think everyone involved in making the show appreciates what they're making and appreciate where it comes from that they seem like yeah. they they are fans of jurassic but also want to you know give the best you know product possible but also i think part of why we get to see dinosaurs being animals more is there's no we're not in a park we're in the park but they're not in a yeah. park they're living free yeah. for the most part and we get to see them for hours at a time being free where you know let's just take lost world and you know Jurassic park three yeah out of the picture for the, the sake of talking about animals being free but like fallen kingdom we're there and the, the island is blowing up so you know it, animals react in weird ways to environmental changes and stuff like mm -hmm. that so they're already freaked out then here comes all these vehicles and humans and whatever's going on they're getting captured so they're freaking out about that so we don't get the opportunity to see the animals be animals because of the limited amount of screen time we get. So I thought that was great that they could, you know, show us things like that. And yeah, even the gentle ones can be a threat to the humans if they're scared, if something happens, you know, um, or, you know, like the watering hole scene in season two where, Everyone could just live in harmony because we got to drink. <laughs> we're gonna die if we don't drink. Yeah. So, you know, we're cool. I, I, I honestly love that the that the uh, the Ceratosaurus just walks away. You know, he looks at these. Uh, he looks at the Kenji and Darius, and he's like, "These people are, are not a threat. I'm not hungry. I'm just gonna go grab some water." Yeah, that's that's something the movies don't <laughs> do. <a> <laughs> mm. Sorry, I thought I could sneak through that one. <laughs> don't do a good job of is. You're letting people know that a, a lot of these big carnivores, like, they're not just going to eat a human for the sake of eating a human. You know, the movies don't do yeah, a good sure. job of saying that, you know, or, or, or showing that, you know, they're, they're going to need a reason. You're not an adequate meal. Now, maybe maybe because of the way they were fed at the park, maybe they think, OK, we eat a lot of small meals throughout the day. So, OK, we could just pick off a few humans. And that's kind of what, you know, separated the Indominus from other things that you know owen mentioning like it's just killing for sport killing that it's for just, sport, yeah. yeah it's just this crazy thing which now we know it inherited that from the scorpius apparently um except the indominus wasn't able to take its kills up into a tree which was awesome but you know yeah, yeah. yeah the, the show does a lot of really really good things that if people are just watching the show and not you know looking beyond the surface of it or really appreciating what's happening into it. I can see mm -hmm. completely writing off. It's a kid's show. Um, 
I've seen a, a lot of people online and, you know, different things, Reddit in particular, when anytime Camp Cretaceous gets brought up, um, people say, I watched one or two episodes and I just had to turn it off. It's too kiddie. It's too goofy. And, you know, for people that you know, have watched it, the consensus is always get to four, get to episode four and then see if your mind changes or, you know, if you don't like it, start at four. You know, you're, you're going to miss some background on the kids and whatnot, but start at four and then see, because then, you know, like you know, we said earlier, it really kicks into high gear. The story starts going. You start seeing people get eaten. Um, but I, I, I don't know. It's a lot of cartoons do it. A lot of cartoons also realize parents are going to watch with their kids and they'll put things in, you know, for the adults and everything as well. But, I, I, you know, just personal opinion. I, I think the creators of the show do an amazing job of making it feel very Jurassic appealing uh, to a lot of things uh appealing to a lot of adult things but keeping it you know great for kids the vibe i get is that the writers they grew up in the jurassic park 3 era especially because uh, you know the show starts and one of the crucial things is the raptor resonating chamber for one then in, you get to season two and you know there's the ceratosaurus from jurassic park 3 you know, they bring the Spinosaurus from Jurassic Park 3. And, you know, as I'm sure Siaka will approve, you know, season four has a lot of uh, influence from Scan Command, which is a Jurassic Park 3 era game. So the vibe I get is that these were like Jurassic Park 3 fans who finally got to. Uh, do or he's do the best. writer. He's the writer. <laughs> using a pen. He uses a pen name. We don't know it's really him. Uh, so. Yeah, it's Zach Stanley, this is but <laughs> Yeah, I I would love to even if I just got 30 seconds to say something to that man, you know. Um just how much I appreciate it. Um you know what he did. Um in uh, one you thing know, else help, help I... see this thing come to life. One 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 other thing about you know how uh you know they do certain things better than the movies. I don't think I've ever seen anyone bring this up. And uh, this is a season four thing, so I'm gonna, you know, defend season four a little bit. Uh, season four was le really the first time in this franchise that dinosaur fights were shown to be a bad thing, because up until that point, it's either just cool spectacle, like the ending of Jurassic World, the ending of Fallen Kingdom, you know, the fight at the fight in the visitor center with you know T-Rex and the Raptors, if you can call that a fight and not just T-Rex eating raptors. Or it's just a plot point, you know, to introduce a new big bad, like Jurassic Park 3 or, you know, the Dominion prologue with the Giganotosaurus. It's either a plot point or something that just looks cool. Season 4 was the first time that they showed dinosaur fights as being like animal abuse, messed up, we need to stop this. This is not cool. And the fact that a kid show actually said, no, dinosaur fights are not cool, I think that's very respectable <laughs> because if it's one place where I expect, you know, just cool eye candy, it's in a cartoon. And yet they're like, no, we're going to dedicate like two episodes trying to stop, you know, Big E.D. and Pierce from killing each other. Yeah. Or we're we going to have, uh, you know, mother and daughter T-Rex almost kill each other, which is one of the most messed up things I've ever seen. I don't know if kids will pick up on that or if it's just like a cool, you know, two T-Rexes fighting. That's cool. 
But when you actually think about it, that, you know, mother and daughter are being artificially forced to kill each other, that's like one of the most messed up things in like anything. Yeah. And I, I think that the thing you just said might be the reason that they're being forced to fight. It's not nature happening. And, you know, anyone that understands animals knows in nature, these things aren't just going to go fight for no reason. You know, it's going to be yeah, exactly out of, you know, territory or, you know, hungry or something else. Um, but these movies just show like if two big things come in contact, like, well, they got to fight now. <laughs> they got to kill you know. each other. Um, but. Yeah, so I, I think, you know, the fact that they're being forced, because I think that's what people also have a problem with potentially, you know, in Dominion. Um, and then we see that picture from Empire magazine where it's juveniles being forced to fight. And then you're like, oh, yeah, the, man. you're you're taking this another it, step it, like you, you're making it worse. Messed up, but, yeah, it's messed up. But in a way, I appreciate that it's messed up because. It's the sort of messed up things that unfortunately happens, and if we had, you know, dinosaurs, they would, they would absolutely put them to fight against each other. Oh yeah, no, no question. I mean, we do it with with other animals, so, you know, yeah, I, you know, I, I was hoping we'd, and maybe we will. I don't know. See some of the, you know, less abusive type weird things you could do with capturing animals, like, um, you know, like, hey, let's have Gallimimus races like kind of like ostrich races you know let's just yeah, exactly. put a bunch of them in things and have them run you know see what happens um but no instead we get you know two kids fighting um who knows if it's to the death maybe not because one of them has a mechanical arm so maybe i don't, it had its think, so. Off, I don't you know. think so i think yeah, that I, sounds way too dark yeah it, it, i mean it's we see things you know die on not not in the show i don't mean in the show um you know in the movie i don't know but you know, we'll see. It's, uh, I, I don't know. But yeah, the, the show does a good job of bringing, you know, realistic, natural behavior, um, you know, to the animals and, you know, real life stuff to the kids. And I, I think that also goes back to having a lot of time to let them develop. Uh, you get a lot of goofy um, cartoon stuff, but you yeah. also, you know, if you have a an hour and a half, a two, a two and a half hour movie, you don't have time to give us all of that, especially with like a side character, you know, like the kids in Jurassic World. We don't have time to learn anything about them other than your parents are getting divorced. Yeah. You're on a trip. Your babysitter got eaten. OK, you know, uh, we're with <laughs> you have, you know, four seasons of a show to grow these kids and for as much as people don't like season four i think one of the things hopefully no one can deny is it had amazing character development across the board you know it's the first yeah, time we uh, see darius think about his friends over the dinosaurs yes uh, the thing that always sort of grabs my attention is the ptsd stuff with yes especially because um, you know we actually have something similar to you know trauma in these movies and it's that scene in Jurassic Park 3 when the raptor goes Alan <laughs> and it's like one of the silliest things in the entire thing. Yeah. And yet in this cartoon show we have one of our characters has like a full on mental breakdown and they confront it and they talk about it and it's not sugarcoated at all. So like they handle this very serious, very 
honestly very adult theme better than you know having a raptor pop up and going out <laughs> as yeah. funny as that is if, and they you know adults especially anyone that's gone through anything you know definitely get what's happening but they also used it in a way kids get that something's wrong because they just you know call it having nightmares and then the other kids are like yeah you know i'm having them too kind of thing that you know you're not alone we're all really screwed up in the head right now um but calling them nightmares i think helps the kids understand things because you know if they just call it ptsd the whole time because like are are they spelling stuff because mommy and daddy spell things when they don't want me to know what they're saying you know yeah, yeah. like <laughs> what's happening um but yeah the the ptsd thing um i i'm so glad they showed it and in a very 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 nice way i mean there's nothing nice about it you know what i mean like the <laughs> yeah, way they sure, portrayed exactly. it was very realistic um and you know well, it, it honestly you know the one the I mean, people say a lot of things about season four. The one thing that I really struggle to see is the fact that this is, you know, it, that it's too cartoony because, I mean, it still has cartoony moments, but then you have something like, you know, Firecracker being controlled. And again, that's like, how can you watch that and go, that's cartoony? You know, that is messed up. That is so. Yeah. Like, it's hard, heartbreaking. That is so hard to. Yeah. It's hard to yeah. watch. It's heartbreaking, you know? How is mind control cartoony? It's like the most messed up thing I've ever seen. Yeah. Um, and I, I mean, I guess part of the way that they portray Cash, you know, kind of helps uh, people think how goofy it is. Um, because he is kind of, you know, comic book cartoon super villain, <laughs> you know, smart yes, scientist gamer kind of kind of thing. They they could have, you know, handled the character a little bit better. Uh, unless they were doing that on purpose and i don't know maybe we'll find out in season five we didn't see him at all in that teaser i mean he's obviously there because he's I mean, standing yes. right there with season he's there four in and, the cliffhanger but... so <clears throat> yeah um unless you know he gets eaten or killed or dilophosaurus spits on him immediately you know we don't know oh. but... i'm kind of hoping it's spinosaurus i don't know why i just want to see spinosaurus eat him yeah yeah it'll um you know well you know, since we, we circled kind of back to there, I wanted to ask you a couple of season question, season five, you know, questions. Mm -hmm. Then we can get back to uh, other stuff. So, to, so don't tell me what you want or hope happens. Based on the little bit we've seen, any thoughts on what you think is going to happen in the season? Mm -hmm. I can... Uh, I really want to see conflict between, you know, between the characters. You know, I I saw that shot of Kenji in like the suit and the the office suit, and you know that article mentioned, you know, one of the campers turns against their own. I kind of want to see that. I kind of want to see, you know, quote evil Kenji. <laughs> you know, I want to see how the others react to it. You know, like dude, you know, we've been, uh, you know, we've been together for so long. Why are you siding with your with your uh, father who's basically done nothing to save you for six whole months even though he had like all this power and influence i want to see that you know that sort of conflict and uh, where i'm interested if the damage is um, fixable or not because i could 
I could see them going for the happy ending and be like, everything is okay. But I can also see them be like, maybe if it's not going to go quite to how well it was before. You know, maybe there's some scars left. I don't know. I mean, I'm really interested how they handle, uh, you know, that aspect of it. I want to see what they do with Daniel Khan. If if they are going to make him just a evil person or if they're going to give... Or are they going to try to offer his perspective? You know, somehow make him a little bit relatable. I don't see how you do that, but they could. I'm hoping they do. Other than that, um, oh, I, I hope we see more uh, Cenozoic creatures, mammals in particular. I really want to see a mammoth. Like yeah, they said cool. it in the first season, they they mentioned mammoth bones. You know, there's got to be a reason why they have a like. A snowy biome. There's got to be a reason for that. And uh, like when I saw the Smilodon in season four, I was like, yes, they finally did it. You know, something that I've been wanting them to do, you know, uh, mammals for the longest time. You know, people say, uh, you know, it's not Jurassic. I'm like, well, you know, T Rex is not the Cretaceous. <laughs> like, none of it's <laughs> oh, Jurassic. It's about... <laughs> oh, but uh, it's about uh, dinosaurs. I'm like, Mosasaurus is not a dinosaur. Uh, are, oh, it's a, it's about the Mesozoic. I'm like, well, Dimetrodon is not from the Mesozoic. <laughs> I really don't see any reason why you wouldn't clone. If you can clone a T Rex, why wouldn't you clone a mammoth? Really? So I've always wanted to see that. I was really excited about the Smilodon stuff, and it was only the Smilodon, and the Smilodon got eaten. So it's like they they opened this box and they they immediately closed it. So I'm really hoping they keep pushing it a little bit more. Uh, also, I want to see the whole uh, mind control thing sort of like backfire in, the, in like the worst way possible. I think yeah. if that backfires, then people are going to be a little bit more uh, accepting of it. Because my justification is it's like it's the same it's the same idea of, you know, the illusion of control. The fact that they think they can play God and uh, they think they have dominion over nature, to quote Malcolm from the trailer. It's the same mindset that makes them think, you know, we can create this Indominus Rex and keep it in a paddock and nothing will go wrong. So I really want that to, you know, backfire really bad. Other than that, there's one thing I hope they don't do, and that's a T-Rex and Spinosaurus fight. Yeah, I was really I impressed in season... I was really impressed in season four, like... Oh, you had two big theropods and you kept them completely apart from one another. That is kudos. That is really, you know, we're not even going to open that can of worms. I'm hoping they stick to that. I really hope there isn't a T Rex, you know, Big ED and Jurassic Park 3 Spinosaurus rematch. Yeah, let's let's hope not. <laughs> Although, it, <laughs> depending on what happens in that seed from the teaser, if like, you know, the chips malfunction or, you know, Brooklyn figures out a way of overriding the system, then it's, you know, it's there with a Carnotaurus and a Baryonyx and who knows what happens there. <laughs> um, but I actually have similar, you know, thoughts to some of the things, you know, you mentioned, like as for the, you know, the conflict. Oh, and, if, and if, one thing, okay, other thing, the yeah. only reason I didn't mention the Barbasol can is because I have no idea what's going on. Like, I really want to yeah. know what's going on, but I have no idea what's going on. Yeah. Um, I, I could probably sit down literally every day and record 
15 to 30 minutes about new thoughts that pop in my head. And I just have to stop because it's going to potentially ruin Dominion and for sure ruin Camp Cretaceous that if I built this big elaborate story in my head of what's happening and then I see, you know, like it, it's going to be it's 2016 and like, you know, Brandon's walking around the island and he kicks it and is like, what is this? And just like tosses it to the side. Like if that's it, it's not him, obviously, you could tell from the hand. Um, but, you know, if just like a scene like that happening, they're like, oh, gosh, yeah, I spent so I mean, much yeah, time. I mean, they, put it in a, they, they made this big deal out of it. You can't just tease us like that. Yeah. Um, but uh, I'll uh, get to that. But the the thing with like Kenji and the conflict with the kids, honestly, because it's a kid's show, I think it's going to end on, you know, a happy ish you know, no, and it, in the back of my head, I think he's pretending to be on his dad's side, you know, that he's oh. he's doing it to figure out how to help his friends, but he won't tell them, so they're all going to be mad. They're going to think he's this jerk. It's going to destroy his relationship with Brooklyn, um, except for if Honestly, he magically the... found her hair dye. I don't know how that happened. <laughs> <laughs> but at the end, he's going to say, look, I did this, you know, to help everybody to help us get home um they'll be like bro really yeah so I don't, I don't know we'll have to see how it plays out even the ish thing you mentioned even that little ish i think would be interesting it's nice ish <laughs> yeah it's i i don't think they could they totally flip the switch where the kids are completely fine if he betrays them for the entire season yeah, and then at the very end to, he's like yeah, they... i was i was just playing guys i'm really trying to save you you know so <laughs> they're not you know, even kids that age, um, more so than adults, will probably not understand and think it was just a big jerk move, you know. Um, and the uh, the other thing, you know, you said, like, you know, the chips and the control. Um, I want to see that, too, to show that, you know, no matter how much you try, you don't have control over nature. You know, I really want I, the Ben and Bumpy's relationship to contrast with that, as in like actual trust against you know whatever the hell these guys are doing. Yeah, yeah, it's for sure. I'm, and if I'm if honestly this is willing a... to bet, I'm I'm willing okay. to bet money that Bumpy will get brought, you know, alongside Toro, alongside Limbo, alongside whatever else they bring, because it's it's like the perfect opportunity to you know address the volcano thing from fallen kingdom yeah it's we still have to figure out what happens to her though because you know as far as we know none of these animals are alive you know um oh, and yeah. no one else no i'm really one else interested how alive. so it's it's something they have to answer you know unless they're just maybe it's part of on this island you know <laughs> maybe it's part of what you said you know what you said about you know, no one believing these kids like this this other island with uh, uh, like and, and there were like biodomes on it and you know there's also dinosaurs there. Come on! By the way, there are robots that hunt people with lasers. Yeah, there's, there's, yeah, there's robots. Yeah, no one's gonna believe them. Like, uh, I don't know. They 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 have to address it in one way or another. Um, it, you know, if if it's not if it's not you know, specifically saying something happens, you know, you know, Colin has mentioned that Bumpy's safe, you know, because that would be totally terrible if you did introduce everybody to this, you know, cute, friendly, and Kylosaurus has a baby, and then you're like, hey, she was on the island. Too bad, you know. Um, 
even if they bring her to that island, you have to tell us, you know, what happens. Yeah, what happened? Or happened. If, if we see her in Dominion, if it's even just like a quick... I'm honestly not you know, holding my breath for that. Um, you know, at, at least then we know she somehow made it to the mainland. And if they don't cover it in Camp Cretaceous, whatever. We know she made it safe. I would like to know how she made it to the mainland, but it's not as big of a deal. But if she doesn't have a brief appearance in Dominion and they go through the whole season five and even if she's brought to that island, but we don't know what happens to any of the dinosaurs after that. Like, okay, so she wasn't there at the volcano, but Mm -hmm. what what happens to her and the rest of these animals? You know, because in especially when one of them is the Spinosaurus, you know, you know, this fan favorite dinosaur that everyone speculating is going to be in Dominion. Yeah, I don't think so. Um, <laughs> me but, neither. Me but neither. Like, but it's like every you know, day there's there's a the, rumor. The public, oh, there was a shadow there. Yeah, the, but the whole public, you know, doesn't think there are any dinosaurs anywhere else in the world other than you know Nublar. So I don't know. It it better get answered. Um, they don't have to spend a lot of time on it, you know. But just tell us what happens to these animals. You know, um, but it does open up some interesting things if, like, the Spinosaurus doesn't get killed in a fight or anything. That okay, it's alive somewhere. So you know, I I don't know. It's I don't know. I'm I'm really looking forward to the season. Um, I still think there are a lot of lingering things. Hopefully, they don't have to spend a lot of time on them, but you know, address like the distress beacon. Uh, it's it, it's something you know they they made such a big deal about it. finding it and you know who, I just want to know who got it who received the signal I assume it's Manticore but just tell us you're the I, ones that too. got I it I just want them to I just want them to like tell us yeah that it was Manticore uh, yeah three seconds that's all you need just just don't leave it you know hanging like that um and there there are other little things and I, I think you know sometime between now and July I'll probably rewatch everything and write down all my these are the things I hope. You know, we get addressed, um, and I'm not even gonna ask or talk about the <laughs> the can with you because, like you said, it's it's so confusing at this point, especially you know since um, it's probably very much assumed it shows up in Dominion in some form or fashion. I mean, given not the uh, going... Barbasol, given the Barbasol marketing thing, it has to show up. Yeah, that's. I, I mean that that was the big. That, that was the big given. Like, yes, they've done promotional things before, but it was a picture of a dinosaur on a can. It's not one that looks like the original and it's muddy and rusty, you know, to, you know, it's, and it, yeah, I, I'm, I won't say anything else, but <laughs> I don't know anything about the movie. I promise people. It's just that sometimes yeah, there's merchandise that do. people haven't seen, you know, um, you know, it, I, I don't know. And, and I hope it's used, in a good way because um I, I i won't ruin the you know the second trailer since you haven't seen it but one thing i will say is like we still don't as far as i know we don't see dodgson in it uh, may, maybe i missed it but um people know nothing about him other than that scene in jurassic park people if you're just a casual yes. movie fan you've never heard the name yeah, honestly, biosyn before yeah so, i was gonna I, say that they have like <laughs> no idea what biosyn is yeah if i mean if you read the book okay um none of the official toys have the logo the lego does it has malcolm driving a biosyn jeep um but 
the general movie going public doesn't know who Bison yeah, they have is. No idea. And they probably forgot all about Dodson. Um, so I, it's just I don't know. I, nobody cares I, about Dodson. Yeah, it's exactly. Nobody cares. <laughs> uh, it's, I, I hope they can't, and they can't spend a lot of time. It sounds like there's a whole lot of movie to cram into two and a half hours and two and a half hours is a long movie. But from what I've gathered from just reading things and seeing trailers, it's almost like there are two completely different stories happening that converge at some point. So with those two, you have this whole other group of people and a company that you have to introduce us to, you know? So um, I don't expect a long backstory, but I want something that it, it'll satisfy me. So yeah, it's me being greedy, but also people need to know who these people are. It's not just yeah, this exactly. company that randomly showed up like, Hey, by the way, we've got a worldwide government contract and we're going to keep dinosaurs safe. And trust me, we're doing really you can good make things. dinosaurs too. You can make yeah. our own dinosaurs too. Um, I mean, is that, is that like actually confirmed that they made those? We're just all assuming that those are theirs, but is it confirmed I mean, anywhere that they made them? I mean, I, mean, like I, I don't know. I, I'm genuinely asking. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I assume so because there was like merch of, uh, I don't know, these things like the cats, for example, and they had like a Biosyn logo next to them. So I assume that's. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I guess. Or it's just like, hey, we're keeping this. <laughs> we're it, holding it, on. It, then it sort of, uh, it sort of uh, begs the question, you know, how, you know, if say something like a Quetzalcoatlus was on Nublar, how the hell we did not see this like plain sized yeah this plain sized flying creature for like all this time i i, 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 I assume that's because i don't mean they were engine you know ones i just mean huh. there could be just somebody you know out there um Manicor. you know doing Manicor. this that is, um or the uh the company from evolution of claire i their name is escaping me but um it's it it's funny when you were mentioning like the mammoth thing that you're like it it'd be easier you know to do that what if in their world like dinosaur dna is you know much easier to get than you know like mammoth dna <laughs> like there weren't an actual lot of them and you know i don't know maybe mammoths live before dinosaurs yeah i don't maybe know that's they, why they, they, live in a, they live in a crazy world uh yeah I, no i <laughs> i don't know i'm sure it's just because people want you know dinosaurs um and what's what's kind of cool hopefully we're, we're switching away kind of from camp cretaceous i don't know maybe we can figure out a way to bring it in but what's ki kind of cool the possibility for that um uh the name is escaping me but if you go to the dpg website now and that little thing the act that the dpg is violated you know, that, uh -huh. you know go now that they're like you know retconning that back to 2005 that could be what stopped them from you know the jurassic park siberia or whatever it was going to be that was going to have you know cenozoic creatures um you know you know maybe that's the possibility and that's the explanation why well we never had anything else because of this yeah. act we were only able to do this uh -huh. on this island you know and I, I hope we get more of it i don't know i don't have high expectations being this close to the movie that you know, there's going to be more, but I hope that's not the extent of what they're doing, that they're just putting this picture on a website that tells us about this act no one knew existed from 17 years ago. But 
I don't know. I, I don't know. We'll we'll see. Um, it's it's interesting. So uh, it's kind of uh, unrelated, but uh, can I? Kind of unrelated, but we talked about Bumpy briefly, and I kind of want to mention something else. I was reminded of something else. Yeah. Uh, when I said, uh, you know, the there are things in in the show that are similar to the movie, but somehow they work better for me in the show. And <laughs> I'm sorry for saying this, but I'm not really a big fan of Owen and Blue and that relationship, but I'm very much a fan of Ben and Bumpy. One thing I was like, like, what's the big deal? You know, why does this work so well for me whilst the other one doesn't? And I eventually found out the reason why is I honestly think this entire Ibris genetically modified thing that Blue's got going on, it kind of takes away from the actual relationship. It's like making someone fall in love with you by using a love potion. You know, if the, you know, if whereas Bumpy, uh, outside of her appearance, is basically any other ankylosaur. If anything, Wu was disappointed with her. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, just, just just because she didn't look uh, according to what he wanted it to look, he, he, she didn't conform to the rules. Maybe that's why I also relate to Bumpy, <laughs> not, not doing what society expects you to do. But making Bumpy just any old dinosaur I honestly think this makes for a much more um, relate, much more uplifting bond between man and nature than if your animal is like genetically engineered to be this way. It's like Ben says in Ben says in season four, she did it with fancy science patterns. You know, that's honestly yeah. how I feel about you. you. You know, you cheated. You used fancy science to make her, you know, more uh, receptive to humans. I think if you just, if Blue was just, say, a Jurassic Park 3 Raptor, you know, just the entire, the same concept, you know, Owen raising them since they were young, just remove the genetic thing. I, I honestly think I'd be much more on board with that. Yeah. And they made such it's... a big deal of the genetic thing to the point that in Fallen Kingdom, they're like, like, we need her blood specially. Like, it's not just Velociraptor blood because, you know, Indoraptor already has Velociraptor DNA. Like, we need her speci- We need her specifically. And it's kind, you know, it, it's not exactly that, but it's kind of a chosen one story, you know, like special. I don't really relate to special things. Whereas with Bumpy, it's like any dinosaur can have a bond with a person, you know, if if you have the right mindset, if you if you're there at the right time, you know, you can have this wonderful, you know, very uplifting beautiful relationship yeah totally agree like i i know we're yeah definitely different uh, opinions on stuff like i i love blue as a character you know uh-huh. and like sure. the more i think about i think the the more time that has gone on the more i kind of at least i think i'm understanding why they did you know what they did um but yeah totally the fact that they specifically created her to be this way definitely takes away from, you know, the, the, the naturalness of, you know, like the relationship you see with Ben and Bumpy. Um, because even, or even like, uh, or even with firecracker, you know, or the other kids with like the, uh, 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 
sinus sinus spinos i think that's yeah, sinus spinos yeah even that you know as long as the thing isn't special i'm totally fine with like this sort of idea in fact i think it's very charming and very beautiful and you know just anything that makes dinosaurs not into monsters i'm i'm really happy with that it's just as long as they don't you know cheat <laughs> basically with making them like genetically kind if that makes any sense as long as they don't cheat i'm totally on board and that's why uh, that's why bumpy works so well for me but well, i think part of it too at least you know my thoughts on it is the kids treat them like animals and with yeah. respect and with compassion where you know those babies you know in season 4 you know they're just test subjects they're i'm sure they're you know abused or mistreated and here's a bowl of food and a bowl of water and whatever and the yeah. ones at the park you know other than owen you know no one probably treated them like an animal like owen even says like hey th these are animals you know he, he says it to claire that you know he's kind of the only one that's like hey they're they're animals which you know yeah, I, I think I, I think adds to his bond with blue and you know, rest in peace, the rest of them. Um, because like, I don't, if, I will if, never if, understand if why they did else. that. You know, killing I, I the mean, rest maybe, of the Raptor squad. It might, it might be for the Fallen Kingdom point of she's the last one. You know, that's that may have just been the only reason. I don't know. Um, they didn't have to do it right there. They could have did it in the yeah. you know extraction or whatever. Um, I don't know. We'll probably never know for sure. But you know, like if and and Barry Barry does a good job too. You know, I'm, I don't want to dismiss him because he even kind of says it to Hoskins. But like, if Hoskins was the one that was going to try to train them from the beginning, like they're they're not going to have the respect for him. You know, plus being as smart as they are because they were created that way, they would probably turn on him the first chance they got. Like, oh, we're gonna do this motorcycle sequence. I think they're just gonna jump on him. <laughs> yeah, I think that's what. I Charlie is the one that kills Hoskins, right? Was that Charlie or Delta? I, 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 can't, I, can't I, I, I can't tell. Yeah. I do love that moment when he tries to Delta. do the hand thing and it... Uh, Delta. He tries yeah. to do the hand thing and it just totally backfires. Yeah. The raptor's a, like, what are you doing? It's a pretty awesome scene. <laughs> That's uh, not going to work, man. What are you doing? You know, just because Owen does, it doesn't... <laughs> Which is so funny that we, we've seen multiple shots in the Dominion trailer of like every character doing something <laughs> like this. Like just that one shot with like three people doing it. Like, what are they doing? Are they practicing the force? Or did Owen be like, guys, just hold your hold your hand out and they'll do whatever you want. I, don't, I mean, ho hopefully it makes more sense. You know, once we see the bigger Him picture, doing it against the Carnotaurus was kind of funny to me. Uh, to both of them. He's got both hands out. Like, hey, <laughs> hey. And they look giant too. They look so big. Like that Allosaurus looks huge compared to the other ones. Size like, is never really consistent. Um, no, and it's it's fine. And that I don't know, but whatever. I, I like I don't care to about make, that stuff, you know. Yeah, they just wanted to make they wanted to look dramatic, and that's really it. Yeah, it's. It, I mean, if it's to fill that purpose of that scene in Malta, like it does the job because these are these two huge things that come out, and then they're just you know going around the town square or whatever that is. Um, I, I don't I don't have a problem with that, you know. You mentioned yeah, Malta, and of course, in Malta we have you know the Atrociraptors, and I know you talked about this before. You know, if 
uh, what's her name? Soyona Santos, if she's using similar technology to what Cash is doing, I wonder if, you know, that's another connection. I mean, I think control as a theme might be. I don't think the Atrociraptors are chipped. I'm not saying that. I, I no, think I they get I rid of. I, I think they get rid of that. You know, I'll use the word goofy. I can't think of a better word. You know, aspect <laughs> yes. of it. But you know, I, I've I've said, and then I had to just take myself out of conversations because people weren't understanding what I was trying to get across. The point <laughs> is that it seemed like the natural progression between what started with Owen. And it's proof that, okay, these things can be trained. And then it goes from that, which is the equivalent of, you know, verbal and clicker training a dog to let's make them do what we want them to do. Yeah. And then somewhere between Manticore Island and Fallen Kingdom, that technology is probably taken and, you know, upgraded or perfected to what happens with the Indoraptor. And then that gets yeah, perfected even more. Especially because, um, you know, that uh, Hawks guy shows up in the season five trade season five teaser. I do wonder if there's a connection there too. I think I think if he's some... gonna get eaten, but I don't know. <laughs> well, well, I, wa wasn't I want I want the guy anyway. in falling <laughs> wasn't he the guy in Fallen Kingdom? I, I keep hearing people saying that like he was the guy was the guy in that one scene in Fallen Kingdom. Uh, you know, when I don't they free blue. I don't I've heard know. It so no. many times. Though. Now I want to watch it and see if he looks like him. I don't know. Uh, if that's I've the case, so many times people. <laughs> uh, I've just heard it he's... so many times that I've kind of accepted it. Yeah, maybe yeah, I, I need mean, to watch it, that again. It 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 could be, and I know people don't want to make as many, you know, things as possible, um, especially like the people that want to prove the show like connects things and. You know, the it's it has to be, you know, canon because just them saying it is isn't enough for some people. But, you know, where they have to find some point in the show to say, like, look, this is important. So this is why, you know, it, it, it matters, which, yeah, whatever. I'm the point. Like, I'm just going to enjoy it. You know, um, yeah, honestly, me too. <laughs> it's, you know, it's it's a really, really fun watch. And it gave us two years I of Jurassic content that we wouldn't have gotten otherwise. You know, with some I honestly great think storytelling. Caring, yeah, I honestly think caring about things just because it's canon is kind of doing them a disservice, especially to you know the people. At the end of the day, people just want to tell a Jurassic story. You know, whether it's canon, whether it's not canon. You know, whether it connects or not. You know, people just want to tell some story and they're passionate about it, and I think that's what really matters. Yeah. No, oh, definitely. Um... Yeah, I mean, and there are people that, you know, think otherwise, but, you know, it's fine. <laughs> Everyone's allowed to think, you know, what they want or how they want, but just let people like what they want to like. I've been, <laughs> I've been hurting <laughs> that for months now, you know, it's, it's, you know, it's fine. You don't have be to, nice. it, but, you know, just don't, you know, don't be mean to other people. And, you know, for anyone watching or listening, if I was rude. <laughs> to you all because i know i got worked up about a few things over the last several days um it wasn't my intention but you know it happens sometimes and it's especially feeling under the weather that just things that would take longer to start annoying me just immediately annoy me so i'm like you know what forget you um so yeah sorry about that anyone that's been sick which i'm assuming is everyone because i don't think anyone has ever not been sick 
um, you probably understand how the, you know, the not <laughs> feeling well stuff, you know, goes. Um, how would you like to see season five end? Mm. In a way, that leaves it open for like more, more stories. So, honestly, what you mentioned about like a flash forward to even if it's them just reacting to, you know, the ending of Fallen Kingdom. Like, I don't know if maybe Brooklyn sees it on, on her phone or Darius is watching TV or I don't know how they would. They just see, you know, like this massive stampede coming out of Lockwood Matter and the TV and like, oh, God, <laughs> here we go again. Here we go again. Even if it's just that, I want that, you know, to leave the door slightly open something else that I've been thinking about season 5 is the last season but we have you know that interactive episode game thing mm -hmm. coming in November I wonder if that's also going to be part of it because how I, I think how these things works is work is they have like multiple endings and based on what you choose you get a different ending so if so I wonder if there's like a canon ending like mm -hmm. this is what happens in universe and this canon ending is like the actual ending of the show. Yeah, I don't know. Um, hopefully, we I don't expect to find out more about that until after, you know, July. But yeah, sure. it is interesting to Absolutely. think about. Um, or they have to be up front and be like, hey, this is no part of the real story. It's just this, mm -hmm. you know, one-off adventure that, you know, we thought would be fun kind of thing. So I, I don't want to, you know, put words in your mouth. But so are you thinking the show ends in 2018? Or do you think it ends in 2022? Uh, 2018, I think. Basically, I think they should, they should just finish whatever story they're telling in 2016. And then just like as, as a little epilogue at the very end, have them, you know, react to, you know, the start, you know, the ending of Fallen Kingdom and, you know, the beginning of, you know, Jurassic World, basically. Literal Jurassic World. Right. Yeah. I think so too. In a way that you know, wrap up this story that you started, you know, started in season one, but like, <clears throat> leave the door open, you know, if anyone else wants to do anything else with these characters. Yeah, and, I've spent some and time, I've, I've spent some time wondering, you know, what each of them will be up to, you know, in like a Fallen Kingdom world. How how would they be like? I can see Darius, you know. No, I used to say I can see Darius joining the DPG, but I don't know how well the DPG is doing right now, so I don't know how possible that is. But I can see him, like, you know, advocating for uh, saving the dinosaurs or preserving them. Maybe Brooklyn uses her platform to, like, inform people about how to survive attacks or how dinosaurs work. Or, and I always picture Ben as some kind of Nigel Marvin-esque wildlife adventure going out. I used to think he would go out and try to fight Bumpy, but depends what season five does with that. Yeah. And I think yeah. at one point you uh, mentioned something like mm, them meeting Maisie, I think it was. Something, something similar to this. Mm, anything that makes them come across, you know, movie characters to 
I don't know, make them feel part of this post Fallen Kingdom world. Any anything like that, I think, would be really amazing. Yeah, and she's she's kind of you know a character that's you know known and important enough. I and I say that because I, I'm assuming she serves some significance being a human clone. Um, and it looks like she gets captured. We're assuming you know she gets captured from couple seconds of you know a trailer but i think who's talking to her in that sort of yeah we need to fix the terrible mistake thing um yeah right? i mean i yeah i i'm after today i'm more certain that's her <laughs> uh, <laughs> but, <clears throat> i'll just say that uh without ruining anything maybe i just ruined something i don't know um but she's also you know, not as big of a deal to bring in. Like, if you bring in an Owen to interact, they're going to have to use a different voice actor. You know, Chris Pratt's not going to do it, just like they did for Wu, where, you know, maybe Isabel Sermon would do it. She has two acting credits to her entire career. Uh, that's Fallen Kingdom and Dominion. Um, and if you look at her, if you look at her IMDb page, that's her career. Um, and I, I thought, she did a great job, especially for not. Yeah, that's know, really impressive. That if, if that's all the acting she's ever done, that's really impressive. Yeah, um, they will be a little bit older than her, so you know, because in 2018 she's what, like nine or ten or whatever she I is. Think nine. And they're gonna be, you know, 15 to 18 or whatever. But you know, um, yeah, it 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 could be fun, especially when we see what these Maisie books do. You know, we know the first one takes place, you know, post Fallen Kingdom. Um, I don't know. It could be cool. Does she just randomly run into one of these kids? I don't know. We're assuming she's, you know, hiding out with Owen and Claire in the cabin out in the, you know, Nevada mountains or something like that. That doesn't seem like the place any of those kids would be, you know, living. Um, I don't think we know. And I don't think we know where any one of them is living. Other than Sammy is somewhere in Texas. I don't think yeah. they ever mentioned where anyone else is living. No, no. It's, yeah, you're you're right. It's it just I don't know. It just seems like a weird random place, especially if if they're completely off the grid. So no one finds them because they're fugitives and they have a human clone. Um, I'm guessing they're not <laughs> somewhere very populated where, you know, Ben can be out going for a nature walk. And he's like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> um, that, that yeah I, I i don't know um it's yeah i i would like to see more it doesn't surprise me the show ends at season five not just because how much story are they gonna tell because they don't want to stretch it out but also i read something a few years ago about the way netflix does its um shows that uh, apparently something with like the the royalty and something like payment it cost them significantly more to have a show after the fifth season that's why most of their shows end at season five or earlier is because it costs them a lot of money. So even probably for an animated show, it might be more than they want to more than the returns. You know, people aren't subscribing to Netflix. Uh, there might be some weird people like us that would, you know, for a <laughs> Jurassic World cartoon. But, you know, in general, people aren't going to subscribe to Netflix to watch Camp Cretaceous. You know, so it's if if that financial model was true and still exists, it makes sense that the show ends and then they could just start a new one with, you know, something else because, you know, finding out for sure it was the final season got me thinking back to that Frank Marshall quote where when somebody asked about the live action show, he's like, there are no currently no plans, which 
you could read that a thousand different ways. Um, but also he says, you know, we have the animated series. Like, well, okay, now you don't. So <laughs> explain something. You know, are, are you going to leave this big gap? Did you freeze? Hello, you back? Oh, yes. Um, All right. <laughs> I think there was a little internet connection thing. You were talking about the Frank Marshall comment. Yeah, yeah. So just how he, I, I don't know where we got cut off and I'll edit this. Don't worry. I was just saying a closing piece in case you never came back. <laughs> but yeah, uh, uh, I'll fix it. Uh, yeah, kind of just, you know, like the wording was there are currently no plans you know, for a live action show. So interpret yeah. that however you want. There are a thousand ways you can read into that. But also, he then said, he, you know, he says so we have time Cretaceous, which is yeah. plenty for now. And then it, 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 it immediately ends. So yeah, that, 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 was, that was my point. It was like, hey, we've got the animated show. Like, well, now you don't have the animated show. So, you know, what um, it, it's interesting I don't know. because I don't think they're going to leave a, a 10 year gap. You know, um, it's something I read yesterday that one of one of the people that were at CinemaCon that were like relaying like stuff they saw, stuff that was mentioned, um, the way they worded it, I didn't see anyone else word it. So I don't know if it was an official quote or if it was just the way they tweeted it. And it said, you know, like this part of the Jurassic saga, you know, wraps up. So it was like, is that a real thing? Uh, this part. Like, is, is, that, is that actual confirmation? Like this story ends, let's start a different story. Or is it literally just, you know, that journalist or, you know, blogger or whoever it was. I don't even remember who it was. Is that this, just their way of, you know, saying what's happening in Dominion? Um, I, I haven't found anything else that used those words or said it as a quote. So I'm thinking it's just the way they typed it. But it was an interesting choice of words, you know, nonetheless. Um, honestly, just thinking about it logically, there's there's no reason why they would abandon uh, this massive, you know, multi-million dollar franchise all of a sudden. Yeah. If anything, it makes sense for them to keep going. And I don't know if if this is a hot take or not, but I kind of wish the future of Jurassic is in shows, because if it's if it's anything, uh, you know, this show has you know Camp Cretaceous has showed me is that you know when you have like five seasons to work with as opposed to you know two hours or even two and a half hours, you know you get more character development, you get you know you know more story, you get you just have more time, you can do more things, you can flesh stuff out more, so. If anything, I want more shows rather than more movies. You know, I want the I, extra I, time, the ex the extra, you know, um, space. No, I, I agree. And like Star Wars seems to be doing that now. You know, they yes. they didn't get the best of reception. You know, with the the sequel trilogy, and now they're just like, let's just keep making TV shows because people love these, <laughs> um, and we're gonna yeah. set them all back at the time where people really liked the movies. <laughs> so, you know, and they, they look fantastic. You know, they're great. Yeah, it, it's shown that you don't need a movie budget to make the TV shows, you know, look good. And that was my biggest concern with live action shows is they're gonna have to cut down dinosaur screen time because you're either gonna run out of budget because it's not cheap or you're gonna get lower quality animation like you get in like that small ESPN shot with, you know, blue in the ESPN office or, you know, the, the Rexy busting through the logo at the end of it, or even the, the, some of the CG in the Olympic spots, like, yes, it was good, you know, mm -hmm. but it's not movie good. 
So exactly. I don't I don't know if they would want to sacrifice on dinosaur quality in a TV show because people already complain about you know some of the stuff. Anyway, people are going to complain about everything. So it's that's what kind of has me wondering how they successfully pull off a live action TV show. I, I want to see, I want to see a bunch of them. I don't care. You know, um, you know, it's honestly, if they just, if it means less dinosaur screen time, I don't think I'll be annoyed. It's because um, one of my worries for something like dominion, I mean, yes, all these new species are very exciting, but I'm kind of worried how much screen time they're going to get just because there's so many dinosaurs in one movie. Yeah. So if you have like, totally. Only five? Okay, at least make those five count. Make them, you know, uh, make them shine, make them memorable. If they have, you know, less dinosaurs, I think they can even turn it into a positive. Yeah, like Jurassic Park had very few dinosaurs. And still there was only, you know, like 10, 15 minutes of total dinosaur screen time. And if, if the story is good enough and the characters are good enough, people don't care as much. You know, yeah, it, sure. you, you didn't need more dinosaurs in Jurassic Park because the story was fantastic. And, you know, the, the character, the actors did a great job with the characters that they portrayed. So and even Camp Cretaceous, you know, you go extended periods of not having any interaction with dinosaurs. Um, it's fine. You know, it's it, as long as it's written well. You can get away with not having a lot of dinosaurs. Now, are, are some people yeah. going to be disappointed? Yeah, because you're watching a dinosaur show for dinosaurs, you know. But, uh, but, but at the same token, you have a lot of people, you know, out there asking for, you know, a Hammond prequel movie. I'm like, y'all understand, there are not going to be any dinosaurs till the end of that movie, right? Yes. Like, you're gonna see, exactly. you're gonna see a man with a flea circus and a miniature elephant. You know that that's what you're getting in that. I movie. think that was pitched for Universal a while back. Yeah, I, I don't know. Anything else from it, but it was pitched. Yeah, and, and I know there was like that. You know, the people that did the pitching made that own little, you know, trailer concept or whatever. Um, like you know, I I know you know, um, but I, I'll say it out there in case for some reason somebody's listening to me for the first time, um, and don't understand my love and fascination with Henry Wu, but I think his story would be way cooler than a John Hammond story. Um, especially, especially we have a lot more time. I mean, age wise, no, you know, we could go back further, you know, with Hammond, but I don't, I don't think his story yeah, how do you is, go is from him being in the universe. Of, how do you go from him being, you know, shy in the first movie to being like, you know, making dinosaurs needs time. Um, and I only remember the ME is me. I don't remember what the other ones are. <laughs> you know, he was so shy in that first movie and by the time we get to Jurassic World, he's like, he's kind of, he's kind of arrogant, and you know, he thinks. He... I mean, he only had like a minute of screen time, so it's. I, I mean, it stinks, and I understand you know... B. D. Wong's frustration, you know, with the way he was treated, where his character in the book is kind of a big deal, um, and he's just an afterthought in the movie. Like, here, here's the scientist yeah, that made dinosaurs, and <laughs> that's it. We never see him again. We don't know if he's alive. I mean, we do because you know he's in Jurassic World. But you don't know that he makes it off the island, which makes, you know, that story I've been building in my head about what happens with this Barbasol can even more fascinating. It's honestly strange that in a franchise that's about, you know, bringing back dinosaurs with genetics, the actual geneticists don't get that much screen time. Yeah. I honestly think someone like him, someone like Wu should just be a central character. 
Yeah, he's, he's like, I mean, he is Jurassic Park, you know. Yeah, he makes it That's, possible. And, and Brooklyn even went at him with that, you know, when she wanted yeah, to get the know, footage. We're like, hey, you're letting us Ronnie and Hammond take all the credit. <laughs> okay, you're the real mastermind behind all this. Um, that little bit of ego stroking there, and he's like, how many followers do you say you have again? <laughs> you know, um, but like even, and it's not just you know the movies. I've complained about this on Twitter. Like he doesn't have a toy. He he's shown up in more. Yeah, I mentioned of... this the other day. You know, the dead fox in the trailer has a toy before he does. Yeah, yeah, exactly. The dead and, fox and the... in the trailer got a toy. <laughs> BD Wong even, you know, um, even uh, I don't know if he quote retweeted you or quote retweeted collect Jurassic's quote retweet of your tweet. So we're in like retweet inception now. But he even acknowledged it. You know, <laughs> uh, I think he said like the fox doesn't even have a name. You know. <laughs> So, like, yeah. <laughs> I mean, how bad is that? A fox gets a toy, and it, they're even giving a live fox of a toy. At least it looks like it. it it's not alive in the movie, as far as we know. Um, it's just bait to trap her. Um, but yeah, he's, you know, he he's shown in more overall bits of visual media than any other human character. Uh, he's. I wonder how much he, he's essential uh... and important to everything you know clearly there's there's something important with him in dominion um and he feels like he has to correct a terrible mistake um, yeah about that line i was thinking how much of i don't know if any of this is like real or not but how much does it go back to what brooklyn told him in season three you know real visionaries make the world a better place maybe one day you'll understand that like, yeah sometimes I, I wonder if that you know if that flipped something in his mind, it's, like, okay, uh, maybe she has a point. It's not going to happen. But how amazing would it be when he comes to this realization moment that something he did is basically causing the end of the world? Um, you know, whether it's dinosaurs or something else, you know, that he's like, you know. If it's the locust, I know. If it's the giant locust thing, <laughs> I've seen that picture. Yeah. Um it, it it would be great if he's sitting there in that lab or wherever he is and he's having this conversation about I didn't realize it at the time but someone once told me and that he goes off that Brooklyn line from season three oh, real vision uh, it's you know it's something that people aren't gonna know and it's not important because it's just him saying someone told me this a couple of years ago yeah and but we know are like that's a Brooklyn quote. You know, those are the <laughs> cool little connections that I would love to see in Dominion um, that they're not super important, but at least they point back to the show, you know, kind of thing. And, you know, I, I think even if he doesn't get um, a ton of screen time, I do think whatever the character is and does is written well enough that it genuinely seems to have B.D. Wong excited about his character. Um, for if anyone doesn't know, I had a cameo video um, done by B.D. Wong, and he spent a couple seconds like in character as Wu, just talking to me and saying not to trust Nedry because yeah, he knew that. I had, because he, he knows I had a, a cameo from Wayne Knight as Nedry. But then he went on for almost nine minutes, maybe a little over nine minutes just talking about um, the making of Dominion and a lot about them spending the time together in the hotel. But he seemed 
genuinely happy and excited about the movie and his role because he was like smiling and it, it was it was genuine you know it wasn't a fake you know actor thing and he mentioned one bit to me that i am excited to see play out and i mentioned i don't know if he should have said it he didn't spoil anything in the movie but he described you know people in a scenario that i was like oh, i see this now you know um and i just hope they I, don't I, kill him off yeah i just I, hope he doesn't die yeah i i don't know it's and i i thought all along he was going to die based on his comments about like you know i uh, finally some respect for you know his his novel character or something like that and you know i think uh, a lot of people are like oh he's gonna get this gruesome death you know that he deserves because he's the bad guy but now i'm thinking it's more the respect of he's important you know he plays a role <coughs> it it comes too fast for me to hit the mute button to mute out my uh my coughing so i'll just have to edit those out again but um i don't know i i honestly don't know if he dies he's not gonna tell me you know if he dies Obviously but, not. um you know I, I really hope he doesn't because i would like to see what that means especially for the future you know it's um i don't know i i, I mean we've we don't have much you know time left for finding out and you know uh, a lot of countries around the world tickets have already gone on sale i got two showing i got tickets for two showings for the first night here in the u.s um you know so that's exciting but yeah i i hope we get to see a little bit more of woo in season five of camp cretaceous um because he's at this kind of cool crossroads where he's you know in that in between he seems not all that great in jurassic world and then people don't like him and see him as a villain in fallen kingdom so now we're in the in-between stage and we see him acting that way you know like when he went back to his secret lab but then you see you know the conversation he has with brooklyn where he takes that minute to think like oh okay you know maybe maybe some stuff i'm doing isn't so great um you know i like to see it or of course you know like i said in my follow-up video we're gonna see him in 1993 in camp cretaceous so it's okay because he wears a watch and that's all the evidence you need because <laughs> it's a man wearing a watch <laughs> I don't know. It's she's 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 a cool she's a cool character that so much story, so much story that we don't know that I'm yeah, I'm fascinated with and would like to know more. Um and I, I'd even be okay if they recast the character to go younger if they did, you know, an origin story. Um some people have issues with that. You know, I don't the I aging get it. stuff. Yeah, I, I'd rather them not, you know, de age him. Um uh, unless it's like I mean, like if they hypothetically, if they do it in Dominion and it looks so good, you can't tell. Um, I'm OK, but there's there's one thing to do it for a 30 to 90 second scene than it is to do for an entire movie. You know, it's it would be tough to do that, and expensive. If we do actually if we do see that flashback in season five, that's like one of the uh, that's one of the uh, strong points because you don't need to de-age him. It's animation anyway. You know, you don't, yeah. need, you know, that's sort of uncanny the de- aging effect that some people might take an issue with yeah the, the only problem so, i think people would have is if that's the only time we see the can in 1993 people are going to be so mad they didn't get that in the film and you have to watch a kid's cartoon uh-huh. to see that uh, scene yes. 
Um, so that's if it happens in the show, I'm guessing it happens in the movie as well. And it's um, I, th I think Brad mentioned it to Aaron in this the current episode of The Wire, where maybe it's just quick in the movie. And then the scene in Camp Cretaceous carries it on. So we see more of what's happening, you know, in the same scene. Or Basically something. like the opening uh, of Fallen Kingdom, some, something like that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like we didn't see the rest of the helicopters mm -hmm. and everything else that's happening on the island, you know, in the movie. Um, yeah. Every time I watch that scene, it's like if you go, if the camera just moves a little to the side, you can see, you know, <laughs> the kids yeah. Yeah. watching the Mosasaurus eat that. Yeah. That mercenary. Like that, I'm like, the kids are right there. The, the kids are right there. And then, um, you know, when the in Jurassic World, when the Indominus is, um, you know, flipping over and killing the Ankylosaurus, I'm like, Bumpy is somewhere right there. She's in the grass right. hiding, you know, or she shows up like right after that because the kids get there, you know, not too long after that. So, um, yeah, it was cool. Um, so we've been chatting for almost two hours i don't know <laughs> if you have yes. um anything else you know you wanted to talk about or say and i also don't know, I mean, I you know what you what you have time wise but uh, is there anything else you know either you want to ask me or you want to talk about camp cretaceous or otherwise the floor is yours do you think there's any connection between manticorp and biocene i know you talked about it a little bit in your trailer breakdown, specifically them mentioning, you know, Biosyn and Manticore you know, se separately. But if the can shows up in season five, maybe maybe Manticore gets the can and then somehow Biosyn gets it from Manticore. So, yeah. you know, did Biosyn yeah. like steal their technology? Did Biosyn steal Manticore technology? I've changed my mind so many times on this because like, you know, early on before we knew anything, mm -hmm. I, you know, I, I'm pretty sure I'm not alone in saying like, yes, that's, you know, they are, you know, bias in either they couldn't use the name, you know, mm -hmm. for whatever reason, or, you know, a front for them or something. And then, you know, I had that, you know, one episode where I said, I don't think they are because, you know, Biosyn's dinosaurs look completely different than what we saw on Manticore Island. And it, it's yeah. possible they, you know, they changed stuff. Um, but you know, it just goes to show that they were using, you know, they were basing everything off of the engine dinosaurs. Um, so I was like, Nope, they're not the same at all. But now if they get this controlling technology and if they, you know, however this can connects, you know, if, if it connects in some way, like I say, it could be this incredibly disappointing scene where somebody just finds it in 2016 and it's, you know, worthless. Um, then okay how does that you know tie in and i i think from what we think we know of biosyn about being not the nicest of <laughs> people um maybe <laughs> they do just steal you know the technology that, that maybe somehow they find out about the island and then after the island is evacuated or destroyed or whatever happens they swoop in and steal whatever's left over um i hope we've figure out what the heck happens to the dinosaurs on that island because uh, it yeah, would be a shame if if they just if they're just dead you know um i don't think so. they're gonna kill them off because like we spend you know the entirety of season four trying to protect them so you know they even missed the cargo plane to go home in order to you know save pierce so if they're like you know we went to all of this to protect to protect the dinosaurs but they're dead anyway it's, like, it's kind of but a waste then, of a story and it, <laughs> 
but it's still, you know, then we're still left with the question of where are they in 2018? Mm-hmm. You know? Um, and yeah, if, if there's another secret place with dinosaurs, wherever Biosyn's <laughs> doing, or if Manticore relocates, which I don't think they do, I think we'll see the end of them. Um, you know, then yeah. Okay. The, the public didn't know the DPG didn't know Claire didn't know, but there's, we're finding out there's a lot of things Claire didn't know, you know? So, Oh yeah. too. <clears throat> Although sometimes I wonder if that was just them lying. You know, I, I, they wanted I don't to know. save the new blood dinosaurs, but they're like, if we say these are the last people are more likely to help us. If Maybe. it's like a clever lie. Maybe. I, I, I mean, I, I'm still of the thought that like her, you know, personally, you know, and starting the DPG, I, I don't think she knew, you know, there were other ones out there and anyone else that did were probably just keeping quiet. Like, okay. Because anyone that has them has them illegally. They either stole them from InGen or they're making them, which there's probably some act that prevented that from happening. Or, you know, InGen had them patented and, you know, copyright and everything else that they couldn't legally do it anyway. So whoever else had dinosaurs, surely keeping it a secret. How you keep dinosaurs a secret, I don't know. Um, <laughs> especially if they have something like Google Maps, where <laughs> you know yeah, like you can zoom all the way into someone's facility. yard. Has no one, has no one seen that facility? Especially if it's well, on the mainland. What if it was you know, that's built? Huge. What if it was built in the last four years? Um, I mean, with maybe you know construction and stuff, because it doesn't seem to be a secret. I don't think you know, in twenty twenty two, if they're like, hey, we've got this sanctuary. Um, or if that, you know, grassy or tree covering on the top, if depending on, you know, the angles and stuff, you look at it, maybe satellite doesn't even pick up, you know, that it's there. I, I don't know. Uh, maybe it'll get explained. I don't think it's as big of a deal if it doesn't. But, yeah, I don't know. Um, lots of questions all around. Um, I still think I, I could be wrong. I, I think uh, season five definitely has something big related to dominion which is the reason the movie comes first Why it got delayed um because if you know if people watch the show and it ruins something kind of important in dominion uh you know people would be so ticked off and i don't think it's as simple as controlling you know dinosaurs so it, it might have to do with you know the barbasol can i don't know just showing that someone's holding it isn't enough to ruin you know, a movie for somebody or yeah. a big oh, moment. Um, I don't know. Um, it's, yeah, I, I, I think it is. And sometimes I think a lot of things about the show and like none of them come true. So I don't know. <laughs> I, I, I try to make more of it than, than there is, but I don't know. I, I'm definitely looking forward to it. Um, I really hope, you know, people like it. Um, I just hope it wraps at least everything give it a up chance. nicely. Just give it a chance, huh. you know. People like already want nothing to do with it just because of season four and because of that teaser, and it's unfortunate. So I, I hope I do hope they give it a chance. And if if at the end it's still not for you, okay, you know. But don't write it off without seeing it. You don't know the context of anything, you know. I just so. hope you know everything gets wrapped up. I would. I would love Dominion connections, obviously, but I think mm, as long as you know the story that they started gets wrapped up nicely, I'll be happy. You know, even if even if there isn't like a big obvious connection with Dominion, I kind of hope there is, just because 
I'm a fan, but, but at the end of the day, the story is the most important thing. Oh, the story, completely agree. The stories, the characters. As long as yeah, it's a I, satisfactory ending, you know, that's that's all that we can ask for. Oh uh, yeah, I I completely agree. And with that, that does in, that does include things like you know what happens to these dinosaurs, you know, like questions like that are definitely included. Yeah, for sure. Um, and, and that's because we don't. The only information we have is what we've seen, you know, in movies, and that's in 2018. The dinosaurs on Nublar are the only dinosaurs left on the planet. So until you prove us otherwise, all yeah. those dinosaurs are dead. <laughs> you know, um, they they could be like like we just said. You know, they could be somewhere else that nobody knows about. Um, but that's you know the general audience thinks there are no dinosaurs anywhere, and it does leave like such a big question mark though when you bring up the Spinosaurus because then like it's still alive out there. It's out there somewhere. <laughs> they're going to bring it they're going to show in dominion which well i, I guess that they would do that because you would see dominion um before this but I, I do have a question that i just thought of um how long do you think uh they are there on manticore island because i just found it interesting and i, I mentioned it in my like teaser breakdown that apparently o overnight seemingly they've perfected the control technology where they can mm -hmm. chip adults and it works. And instead of using a tablet, they have smaller controllers. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, C cash is a genius and this apparently got fixed in like a day. <laughs> so how long do you, how long do you think that took to happen? You know, or, or if you have a different idea. Honestly, I don't know. Maybe it has something to do with, uh, cause we see, uh, Obviously, Kenji's dad shows up, you know, some other mercenary guy shows up. So I don't know, maybe they bring in some new, some new technology. Like uh, maybe when uh, he dismissed Cash's idea, because at first he's like, just focus on dinosaur fight, just focus on that. You know, we're not doing anything else. Maybe Austin was like, oh, maybe this has, maybe this has potential. And he worked on some things that behind the scenes. I don't know. Yeah, definitely possible. Maybe he worked on maybe maybe he worked on some things, and then he shows up like, "Hey, I have a, a better version of what you couldn't do, and now we can, you know, use it on the adults." Yeah, yeah, it's totally possible. Or maybe, uh, or maybe they try it on the adults, and it works for like two seconds, which is what we see in the teaser, and then it immediately backfires. I'm kind of hoping for something like that. that. <laughs> Me too. I'm, I'm kind of hoping. To. I'm hoping they think they have things under control, and it just goes really wrong. I'm also hoping if the Atrociraptors, you know, are controlled, that uh, that backfires too. Um, uh, the Empire magazine said they're laser controlled. I don't know how that works, but that's the wording that they used to say they are laser tagged, laser controlled. Okay, so it, it is built off of the uh or the similar to the indoraptor yeah um yeah i mean which is interesting because unless it's no i, I guess i guess you don't have to like keep the laser on it because i was going to say just from what we've seen of them chasing you know but it makes sense like this then go that's your only you know target i, I, I don't know I, I hope that whole thing plays out well um but we'll see 
we got that book in the mail today that step into reading book that the dominion one where it says like the trust raptors have been trained to hunt humans um oh. so, yeah <clears throat> it's like oh it's a little book to teach kids how to read and that's what it says in it <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> It's strange to kill you. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 weird. Some of the stuff they put in those kids' books is interesting. Um, like I, I think the one of them goes more into Blue's genetic makeup than like anything, you know, official <laughs> does. Just like oh, she was specifically you know made to be super intelligent, and you know she's made up with different birds of prey and monitor lizard and this and this. Yeah, kids don't even know what yeah. those things are. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, my kid does, but yeah. Oh, yeah, sure. Um, he's kind of a weird exception, but yeah. <clears throat> yeah, I I don't know. Do you have anything else you want to bring up or ask? or? Mm, I didn't have any notes, so not really. <laughs> You're I as think, prepared I as I, I am. Hit, <laughs> I think I've hit everything I wanted to hit. Okay. Yeah, it's because it's, uh, I mean, it's good pretty late in your end of the world and i haven't had lunch or anything yet today um i've got some yeah, it's 10 o'clock here <laughs> yeah yeah so thank you so much for um you know being able to thank schedule you for, this and do this yeah thank you for like setting this up no i didn't really have to do anything yeah no no it was good it was it, it was very easy so thank you to brad jost for letting me know what um you used to use uh, it's not what he currently uses, but he said this was great for interviews and stuff. And I agree. It was very simple. It worked out really well, other than you having a slight network hiccup, uh, you know, momentarily. Um, it worked out great. And we could fix that with editing. The magic of computers. Yeah. I hope you don't have to edit too many things out. No, I'll, I'll try to cut or mute my coughing. Um, if oh, I'm coughing <laughs> while you're talking, I can't cut it out. I'll have to see. Um, I figured out how to remove bits of things um it's tedious but so maybe I, I won't you know uh bother with that but um there, there, there won't be much to cut don't worry about that but if anyone you know watching or listening wants to learn more about your love of ben and the pyroraptor <laughs> and anything else dinosaur related um where can people find you online if they are interested twitter basically <laughs> um at UT Tyrant is my sort of like uh, All right. address. I can, I can put that down um, in the notes. But if you're watching on YouTube, you'd probably saw your name because you comment on almost everything. So thank you so much for uh, yes. being such a good fan. I, I <laughs> love and appreciate it. And on that note, actually, um, I don't have anything to physically um, hold up because I'm in the wrong room of the house. Uh, for the people watching you know, on YouTube, I could do a little overlay, but I, I did want to thank you to the world um, that you drew me a beautiful picture, you know, of a micro raptor. And oh, I, yeah. I do coincidentally <laughs> have a little micro raptor figure down here that kind of, you know, that looks... looks looks pretty similar to your guy. This is the beast <laughs> of the Mesozoic one. Um, I, but... I, I, I was going to ask if it was that one because it kind of looks yeah. like that style of figure yeah and it's the the arms and the wings are like very loose and i think it's because one of my son's friends was playing with it and like flapping it a lot and it like oh. broke my heart seeing like oh no i don't like when his <laughs> friends pick up like the nice things um 
because he's you can he always hide them. toys that i yeah i know but there's so many things now like one of his uh -huh. friends you know ripped one of the wings of the amber collection pteranodon and, oh he has amber know. connection too yeah that's like the toys they're his toys it you know it's fine we glue them um but yeah um so you know i wanted to you know i know i've thanked you you know personally number of times but i'm letting the world know that i thank you that you um you drew me a really 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 nice picture and i, I got it printed and might do it in a different size just so it lines up with everything else um but as i'm attempting to redo my office i'm doing this cool wall of fan-made art or people or things you know people have made and sent to me and whatnot and that's that's going to be a part of it so the wall's coming along nicely well the wall itself isn't but the collection of things to put on the wall <laughs> is coming along um got to get frames for some of them but if any of you out there um draw or do any kind of cool you know jurassic or paleo art um and want to see something on my wall let me know i'd be more than happy to um get something printed or buy something from you um you know however you want to do it i want let me fill an entire wall with cool <laughs> stuff it's gonna be it'll be fun and if i knew it was going to go on your wall i'll make it a little nicer <laughs> i put more yeah it's fine I, I i like the way it is it's 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 perfect you know um and uh, yeah i wouldn't that's why i wouldn't have said anything you know because then it mm -hmm. it's almost like too much pressure and you know try too hard and you know whatever i like just the the, the the naturalness and the thoughtfulness of it you know um like i asked somebody else if they wouldn't mind drawing something and then now i feel like they have too much pressure like well i started but i, I don't really you know like this i'm like just don't worry about it. like when you sit down and doodle like you do just if there's something you like just be like here do you want this you know i'm i'm cool with that um but all right thank you so much again so much for asking you know to do this uh it worked as far as i know yeah, when i hit when i hit that end broadcast we'll see if it actually saves and i can download it <laughs> um otherwise we just spent two hours and 15 minutes chatting and no one will ever get to see or hear it but that's all right we had it's a good fine. time talking uh, about it, stuff that's honestly fine even if no one sees this that's honestly fine <laughs> no i'm i'm sure it'll work fine uh when i tested nice. it the, the the save worked uh but i don't know we're about to find out it, it just a couple <laughs> minutes um, uh, what time again, of day is it for you? Here it is, right now it's 1.30 p.m. here. So um, I say good afternoon, maybe? <laughs> sure, yeah. Good, good afternoon. afternoon. Good afternoon. And who knows when this will eventually get uploaded to everything. And uh, the beauty of the internet and podcasts is everybody's all over the world. Um, so it'll be different times of different days and people are, mm -hmm. you know, watching and listening. Um, but Again, I said a thousand times, I'll say it again. Thank you so much for doing this. This was so much fun. It was great to talk to you in person. Yeah, it was. Um, it's really cool, really lovely, really friendly, really. Yeah, yeah. And um, anytime you know you want to do this, I know schedules are going to be really weird yes. coordinating, you know, with us just because of the time zones. And this just worked out really well because I was alone, and anytime you were available, <laughs> I was able to do it without interrupting anybody in the house and whatnot. But. Uh, let's definitely chat again soon, and I'll certainly be chatting with you online. I love that. Yeah, sure. Uh, get off this and go watch the second Dominion trailer. Uh, yeah, I should watch it. <laughs> since that came out right when we were going to start recording. So yeah, my, uh, that, my notifications are crazy right now. <laughs> yeah, so uh, don't don't check anything on Twitter. Watch the trailer first. 
then go catch oh, up yeah, good, as to what everybody's good idea, saying. Good idea. Um, and yep, I'll see you around. So thank you so much. Have a great thank night and a great rest of your you. week. And I'll be talking to you soon. All right. See ya. Bye. All right, everyone. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Cretaceous Campcast. It was awesome. It was different. It was so much fun. And like I said in the intro, if anyone else wants to do this, please reach out to me. You can always find me on Twitter at Cretaceous underscore Dave. The podcast and brand account at Media Cretaceous. I, I tried to get some other stuff done to upload to YouTube this week. Timing just didn't work out. But I do have some other non-podcast things I'm really trying to get done for you all because I think they're really fun. But thank you once again for watching and or listening. It's been great. And anyone watching this on YouTube, yeah, wearing a black shirt when you have two huskies with white fur is a terrible idea. Because I realize like, I've got like little bits of hair all over the place. But I don't care. I wanted to show off my cool Brooklander t-shirt. Um, I know you're all jealous out there, but we're all Brooklanders at heart. I know we are. But anyway, thank you so much once again. Stay safe. Stay Jurassic. Everybody be nice to each other. And if you haven't watched the Jurassic World Dominion second trailer, it is out there. It is incredible. But if you don't want to see it with the chance of being spoiled by anything, completely understand. But I am even more hyped than I was before for this movie. Um... Head is going wild thinking about things, but I don't want to think about it too much because I don't want to, you know, potentially ruin the movie or get my expectations up. But just letting you know that is out there if you've been living under a rock and had no idea and want to see it. But until next time, so long, everybody.